Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. This is Vox Populi. Vox Populi. The voice of the occasionally interested people. A political talk show for people who don't spend a lot of time talking politics. The only agenda. Understand, inform, and entertain. Now, here's your host, Sean Astin. Am I live? Right now? November 6, 2012, election night here in the United States of America? On the Toad Hop Network? The what? Say it again. The Toad Hop Network. Oh, we got our first caller in. Bang! Just like that. Hold on. Let's pick it up. Yo, this is Sean Ashton. You're on the Toad Hop Network, Vox Populi, voice of the occasionally interested people. Who is this? Hello, hello. Can I hear who you are? Excellent. I have to uh, be careful not to make jokes. Uh, this just in, ladies and gentlemen. A successful election, I believe, was had. Uh, President Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, wins uh, re-election to a second term. At the moment, it looks as though he has 290 electoral votes. Wait, i got to pull up my cool uh, CNN electoral map. So we're having a special command evening, two hours, talking about the election. Uh, I understand they called Nevada for him, right? Now, we're also with, just so I want to just introduce everybody. Karen Jewell, you're here. Say hello to everybody. Hello. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to vote today, Karen? I did vote. Hey, right on. <laughs> when we get to be a real radio station, can we have the thing where you like you push a button and the clapping happens? Right? We'll get that for you. We'll get that for me? Okay. That'll call. We also have uh, Francis Castro. Francisco. Francisco. Why did I say Francis? You know why? My grandma's name is Francis. Francisco Castro with us. Francisco, say hello. Hello. We're going to have to come up with a nickname. Francisco too hard for me. Uh, okay. And then we also have back, ladies and gentlemen, from the great state of New York. New York City, New York. Is that where you were? No, Rochester. Rochester, New York. Excellent. And Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, which is totally not in New York. It's yeah. in Pennsylvania. Um, President Obama carried both those states either way. Um, is Johnny Ice. Ladies and gentlemen, have a, a hand of applause. Johnny, you got, any, you got anything to say? Did you did you get that vote in? Did you get that local ballot taken Where care of? Where's my sticker? Are you? Can I borrow it? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I already sent my uh, – I tweeted a photo. Um, oh, you can't pull up – can you pull up Twitter stuff over there, Karen? Sure. Okay. So pull up my Twitter feed. Oh, it's very exciting. And you can, you can actually put up on there what I look like coming out of the polls today. Because when I got back from, I am just fresh back in this country from uh, the Dominican Republic, having had a great time making my uh, a little horror movie. Uh, met a lot of new people, made some new friends, and uh, flew back just in the nick of time both to uh, walk to our polling place. Uh, or no, walk. We didn't really walk. We sort of drove to it and then walked up to it. But anyhow, my wife and I went, as is our tradition, with our absentee ballots in our hand and we hand delivered them we had our two daughters in tow both of whom were very curious about how this all works uh, elizabeth who's a friend of the show really <laughs> she was so great tonight she was dad can you take about a half hour this is a direct quote dad can you take about 30 minutes and talk to me about the election i said sure what do you want to talk about she said i really want to know i really 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 want to know 
what the two men really, really stand for. She said, I know that uh, uh, that Romney is, wants to be a friend of small business. And she went on the kind of laundry list of things. And I said, well, it's going to take longer than 30 minutes if we're going to get at what the men really want. Um, but they sat and watched uh, me. Christine had already filled her out, but watched me fill out my, my ballot. And... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that was fun. And then we walked over there, and I took a picture afterwards, and and so and it just felt the way it always does. Actually, it's so funny. I used to feel a personal sense of power when I would go into the voting booth and pull the lever or check the box or whatever. I felt like, man, I you know, for one moment, I'm just as my voice has just as much meaning as any other single individual in the in the country in the world. Now I feel when I go in there. Like I'm setting an example for my kids, and that's what my vote means to me, that it means something to them. Anyhow, uh, I, was, uh, I came home, and I let my little seven-year-old daughter shave my face. I had a beard that looked like I was, growing, like I was in protest to the, number of, uh, the amount of money spent on advertising this year. And finally, now that the race is over, I, I let my uh, kid shave my face for me. And then, so here I am. I've got my blue tie on. I am a Democrat. Uh, we're not going to try and gloat or rub anything in anybody's face tonight. We're going to try and talk openly and honestly, hear people from all sides. Um, this show, this two hours, is really for you, the listeners. If any of you are out there, I have no idea who or who is not out there right now. In fact, I'm going to go on to my Twitter site, and I'm going to say, I'm on the air live talking about the election Dot, 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 call in. There is no um, preparation that's gone into this show other than the 41 years of caring about politics. 323 622 8623. There we go. Oh, we've got a 4-0 uh, number calling in. Let's see this. Hello, you're live on the air. Who's this? Hi, this is Linda hey. in Ohio. Hi, Linda in Ohio. Wow. Talk to me. Wow, perfect that you're the first caller. Talk to me about... Wait, hold on. Let me put this other caller on hold for a second. Don't go anywhere. Hello, hello. You're the second caller. Who's this? Uh, George from Hawthorne. George from Hawthorne. Can you hang in there for a couple minutes while I just finish up with Linda? Is that all right? Yeah, no problem. All right, don't go anywhere. Linda. Hold on here. I'm trying to get smart. Trying to get clever. See what I'm capable of doing. I don't know. It's not going on pause. I think you might still have me. All right. Okay. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. All right, Linda. Talk to me. Ohio. Holy mackerel. What a uh, what a result. Tell me about it. Well, I'm very I'm very proud of Ohio. Because they went for the person um, you wanted, or because of the way the state conducted itself, or both. Uh, well, both. I think that I'm getting a lot of. Um, feedback here so it's very hard for me to talk all right call back in in a little bit let me hit the hawthorne gentleman for a little bit and and uh and try calling back in a few minutes and we'll see if it's any better okay okay I'll bye linda bye now i'm coming over here all right hawthorne you back with me nope he's not for the love of mike learning how to push these buttons here there we go hawthorne how are you hey how are you good um, what do you think so yeah, no, um, I'm a conservative um, guy from Hawthorne, New York, and uh, quite quite honestly, I, I didn't really uh, 
feel connected to either either of the candidates um, in a, in a way that really uh, really spoke to me. I did nothing. Uh, I, I felt like it was the less, lesser of two evils, and I, I don't know how to feel about this. I hope that Obama goes into office and kicks butt and does a really great job, but. Uh, but I'm concerned. But I also would have been concerned if, if Romney had one. So it's, well, uh, I don't think you're alone. I think a lot of people feel the way you do. Up. I think a lot of people feel the way you do, and I'm glad that you have a, a positive, uh, you know, outlook going forward, and and uh, you know, optimistic, and we'll all stay vigilant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just hope. I hope. Uh, you know, I hope the House and the Senate can get along, and we can just, uh, you know, get the debt ceiling down and, and get some work done and stop. Uh, well, we've got a lot of work. The next the next couple of months are going to be big with that. We've got the debt ceiling coming. You know, there's there's some big uh, – hopefully now people won't just tune out the way it usually happens. I mean, staying in touch yeah, with people's absolutely. congressional reps is really, really important. Get on those emails, on those – find out groups that are working and work with them. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm, I know you're not alone tonight. I know a lot of people are who won and a lot of people who lost are all similarly ambivalent. So let's um, let's let's at least take it as a sign that we uh, – we went out there and we did what we're supposed to do, and all the voter suppression stuff and all the other problems. It seems like, for the most part, we've uh, we we had a good election this uh, this cycle. You know, I mean, it's let's just be Americans and, and do what we do and 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 make stuff work. You there know? you go. All right, I'm going to jump. There you go. Well said. Jumping on to the next call. Bye for now. All right, take call care. again sometime. Hello, hello. Hello, this is Sean. Who I got? Who do I have on the phone? Yeah, their phone wasn't working. Okay, 440. Hello, 440. Who's this? Hi, this is Linda trying again. How does it sound now? It sounds great now. All right, tell me. So now, was it just Ohio, the fact that uh, it went Obama that you're happy about, or were you uh, were you proud of the state? A little both, you said. A little of both, yeah. Um, the lines were long, uh, but, you know, and there there have been some... Um, miscellaneous complaints here and there. I think they happen all over the country, but it seems like for the most part, everywhere, things went pretty well. Um, one of the things that I'm particularly happy about is I just, uh, just before your show started, I did some quick checking online, and it looks like um, the gay marriage uh, votes are going in um, the direction of being in favor of gay marriage. It looks like uh, Maryland approved something, and I think Maine and Washington and Minnesota. Um, All right, hit me, Linda. Hit me with uh, either if Francisco's going to do it or you do it. Tweet out um, the uh, who you think is reporting that effectively, and I'll, I'll read through it real quick. Let me jump on to two four zero for a minute, and we'll uh, we'll go through hopefully a bunch of ballot measures and things as we go, and let people know what was happening. But clearly, you uh, that's something you'd be you'd be happy about if it went that way. Linda, it's good to hear your voice. Call back in a little bit if okay. we uh, if the conversation moves in your direction. Hello, hello. You're calling into Vox Populi. Hey. Who's this? This is Tracy Pocolowin. Hey, Tracy. Hold hold the line for one minute, okay? You got it. Hello, hello. Who's this calling in? Hey, how are you? It's uh, Vinny. Hey, Vinny. All right, hold the line for a second. I'm going to talk to Tracy for a minute. I just have to, uh, you just have to hang in there for me, okay? All right, Sean. Okay. Tracy. No, here we go. Hey. Tracy. Yes. Where are you? What are you thinking oh. about? Uh, I am in Bethesda, Maryland, located about five miles outside of Washington, D.C., and I'm thinking about how great our country and our world is going to be over the next four years because Barack Obama was just reelected president. 
There you go. Okay, hold the line for a second. We're just this is the most we've ever had in terms of callers. We're we're pleasantly inundated. So let me just see if I can get people on, and I'll cycle back to you. Okay, hang on. Hey, this is Vox Populi. Who's this? This is Sarah. Hey, from Sa- Illinois. Hey, Sarah. Hang. Oh, can you hold for a minute? Yes. Okay, hang on. Hello, hello. Who's this? This is Liz from Phoenix. Hey, Liz, talk to me. What's going on in Phoenix, Arizona right now? Have they called it officially? We're still waiting. Uh, have they called it officially yet? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think they have. Um, All right, because I'm, I'm looking at the CNN electoral map, and it says Arizona leaning, uh, but I but it, I haven't heard the official. So they went. it went for Romney, yeah? It went for Romney, yes. Right. And it seems like most of the Republicans win, won their seats. Most Republicans run the, won their seats in, in Arizona. Uh, all right, so how are you? Uh, how are you feeling about that? How are you feeling about the national election? Um, uh, I'm not excited that oh, my state went Republican, but I'm excited that Obama won because that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> Well, there you go. There you go. All right. You got any other thought you want to express before I jump to one of these 500 callers? We're like overwhelmed. This is a great night for the show because uh, America happened to hold itself an election. What, give me one more thought before I, I switch out. Uh, I got my parents to vote for the first time in 25 years, and that made me more proud than anything. Wow. That is fantastic. So wh- whoever they voted for, I just want to say you did a great job. I'm, I'm, uh, I had the same thing. With uh, my dad, with voting for the Academy, I changed his mind on a. I got him to vote for a movie. I wanted him to, and I had that feeling. And that's just a, a movie. So the fact that you did it for uh, a national election and, and for your state, I think, uh, good girl. I have three daughters. They, I, they they have that similar impact on me. So I'm proud of you. <laughs> there your dad goes. All right, tell him I'm proud of him. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. Yo, it's Sean Aston. You're on the air, Vox Populi. Who's this? Hi, Sean. This is Josh. Josh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Arizona. Actually, you're the second Arizona caller. Tell me what you're thinking. I know you guys went Repo- uh, Republican in most of your seats yes, there. Yes, we did. Congratulations. And, and tell uh, me what you're thinking. Uh, what I want to know is I'm thinking, you know, uh, we won this. But the main thing that's on my head right now is can you do me a favor and explain the difference between electoral votes and popularity voting? Well, I can do a – I'll butcher a, a simple kind of uh, layman's – Explanation. Basically, a po- every person in the country gets a vote, uh, and that's the popular vote, the total of that. If uh, 50 million people cast votes, the popular vote total is 50 million. And uh, I haven't seen the, the final version, but early on it was looking like maybe Romney could win the popular vote and Obama might win the, um, the electoral vote. Now, the, the thing – and that's the same thing that happened in 2000 when uh, Vice President Gore won more total votes than President Bush – but because of the Supreme Court decision to stop counting in Florida, uh, Bush was ahead. He won that state's electoral votes. He became the president. So basically, the reason that they do it that way was early when the country was founded, they were worried about um, little uh, little states or big states that with their with their populations not not getting a fair representation. You know, if you have a state like yeah, um, such a big difference in populations that you know you want every state to have larger. You know, you want to make every state count. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You want Wyoming not to be totally overlooked. You know, I mean, New Hampshire had three votes. Uh, let me see, for example, um, Wyoming has three. Nebraska has five. South Dakota has three. You know, the the amount of people in those states 
are uh, if you're trying to decide where you're going to go to campaign, you know, you, you might as well go to California or Florida or Texas or New York where, you know, the same amount of time spent reaches 100 million more people, <laughs> you know, so uh, but they yeah. wanted they wanted them. So it, it is a strange system. And and uh, particularly if there's a tie in the Electoral College and the way they have to go to the uh, the, the House and, and each state then gets one vote and. It's crazy, but but it is uh, it's amazing to see. If you go into CNN electoral map, they really have got it set up where you can just kind of drag your cursor over any of the states, see how many votes they have. You can play a little parlor game where you you select the number of uh, you 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 give the state to Romney or you take the state for Obama, and you can see how it affects the totals and stuff. And and I've noticed that I got way more sophisticated about the electoral map uh, this time than I have before because of. Uh, uh, spending the, spending the time playing like that. So um, it used to just be a mishmash with me, but this time I knew that you know Wisconsin and Iowa, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Colorado were like everything. And uh, and before that would have just been a blur in my mind. So so I encourage people to to look at that and and to uh, and that now one person asked me a question a little bit ago that I haven't been able to answer successfully, which is how do those electoral votes then get registered? Like it's clear that they I think the Secretary of State puts them forward, or I don't know what the exact process is. Um, so we'll we'll figure that out as we go. But is that a, is that enough of a butchered layman's explanation for you? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, and overall, from what I experienced, this was one of the better uh, elections that I've seen so far. When it comes down to you know how close it actually was between Obama and Romney, when it, especially when it came down to the electoral votes and the popularity vote, because personally, this is the sex, second time I've actually been able to vote. Ha. Huh. So. Well, I'm glad you voted today. Pop, you keep saying popularity vote, which makes me smile because everybody knows that po- politics is a lot of times a popularity context. But the term of art is popular vote, the popular vote. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, I think Florida's within one percent, which I think uh, triggers an automatic recount if it's less than one percent, uh, and that's a lot of electoral votes there. So I don't know. I don't think the the Romney campaign has conceded uh, Colorado yet, and so I don't know. It's it's over, but but uh, it'll be interesting to see how the what machinations play out. All right, I'm going to jump on another call. Thanks so much for calling in. All right, thank you so Bye much. I appreciate everything you do, man. Thanks, man. All right, thank you. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi, is that Sarah? Yep. All right, Sarah, give me your thoughts. You're in uh, Illinois, and you're a, and you're, you're voting. Uh, I know which way you're voting. I don't know if you want to talk about it on this call, but go ahead. Tell me, tell me how the experience was for you and your parents. I know that was uh, on your guys' mind. Well, me and Dad were camped out in front of the TV for most of the day, <laughs> and uh, this was the first time I officially got to vote, so that was really, really exciting. It was exciting to watch. Um, Congratulations. But, <laughs> but I wasn't prepared to... Uh, Lose your beard and the election all in one night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, um, just like everybody, you got to pick yourself up and, and dust yourself off, and uh, and tomorrow we can start rooting for a, a you know. I don't know where to go with that joke, but that's really funny. Sarah, thank you for calling. Tell your folks I said I'm proud of them, and, uh, and you know we'll all stay engaged as we go forward because just because this election is over tonight, there's a lot that is going to be happening in the next few months in terms of the uh, the fiscal cliff, which we'll talk about, and a lot of other good stuff. Thanks for calling. Bye for now, Sarah. All right. Wow. Hello, hello. Hi. Hey, who's this? This is David. David, you're on the air. Shoot. How's it going? It's going great. Man. This is Sean Ashton. You're calling me. What are you thinking about the election tonight? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of uh, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of a little a little sad. 
but I know that uh, I still need to support my president, you know, still need to pray for him. And, uh, you know, this is not the end of the world. We need to keep on keeping on. So, but, yeah, I appreciate you, man. Uh, appreciate I watch you guys. I watch you on a TMNT. Ha! Go Turtles. So. All right, man. Well, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you shared. Uh, at, listen, anytime you put your heart into something, and I've worked on a bunch of campaigns, and if it doesn't, uh, if it doesn't work out, it, fe- it can feel pretty, can feel pretty yeah. awful. But you know, the world keeps turning, and, and like I was just saying to Sarah, tomorrow morning there's a whole list of things that people are going to be focused on, and just because uh, you know that you should absolutely stay involved, you should absolutely stay involved. Everybody should, even the people who voted and won. They sh- people need to. The more engaged we are as a citizenry, the the, the better results we're going to get, and the more responsive our politicians are going to be. So thank you for calling in. I appreciate your uh, accepting that uh, result and uh, with 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 your uh, with your chin up. And we'll we'll call back in again. Cool, awesome. Thanks, Bye. John. All right, let's get back to these callers who've been holding. Hold on here. Let's see. Hello, who's this? Hello, hello, hello there. You're back on the air. You around? Gone. Okay, coming back here. Hello, hello. Yo. Yo, who's this? And where are you? Hey, is this Sean? It is. Sorry, you're on the air. This is Sean Aston, Vox Populi. Talk to me. Hey, Sean, how you doing? It's uh, Vinny from New York. Vinny, what's going on, baby? Not much, man. Uh, actually, we actually met a couple of weeks ago in New York at the Comic-Con. We had a really nice discussion, you and I, about um, my experience with September 11th and the fire department. Oh, that's right. I remember that. I gave you a big hug behind that table there. That doesn't sound right. Yes. And on the radio, that no, didn't sound it's... right at all. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Oh, so did you get out there and vote tonight, today? I sure I sure did. Uh, I definitely got my vote this morning. And Looks like New York was called for Obama pretty early, if I, as I recall reading into it. Did you? Uh, h- how are you feeling tonight? Are you feeling good about the country? Are you feeling we're moving in the right direction or what? Uh, well, I mean, like you said, New York was called very early, but it, normally New York does go blue. Uh, since I've been voting, and I've been voting for uh, almost uh, ten years now, so um, I'm I'm a little concerned still. I mean, you know, I did uh, my vote was for um, Governor Romney, and uh, you know, I, I thought that uh, we we would have had a better chance because um, of his money management system and uh, how he. I feel he's a stronger leader than our current um, president. But, you know, I, I, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I do hope Obama can restore this mess. But uh, until then, there's a lot of concern and, and worrying to be going on here. Well, I, listen, I don't uh, – we can't just hope for the best. The fact is there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening legislation-wise, and, and it's important for – you'll have a lot of Republican uh, congressional and Senate uh, decisions that are being made that you can help with. You know, there's there's a lot that can happen. So I appreciate your – listen, everybody should be, should be concerned. with. There's a lot going on in the world, a lot going on in the country. You know, the fact that the race was as close as it was shows that people are – it's hard to figure out exactly what the right direction is. So, you know, I don't think that Obama has um, – what could be considered a mandate, and I think he knows that, and I think that means he's going to have to be uh, more responsive to the other side, and hopefully the Republicans will be able to uh, acknowledge that twice in a row they've lost elections for the presidency, and they too should, uh, you know, lean forward and work. So we'll, we'll put we'll put blame all the way around. Everybody gets a little blame, and the the 
optimism for the future goes all the way around too, and hopefully that'll happen. So I appreciate your good call, and it's good to uh, good to see. You. I'm giving you another big hug right now, brother. All right. Uh, yes. Well, everything you said, I, I do. I do agree with you on 100. percent And you know, the Republicans have a lot of work to do, and and to restore uh, faith between the the Latin community and the 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 female community. They really need, they need to to win them over and, and they're just not and it goes you know and it goes for saying they need to win over the the uh the gay community as well because they are not for uh romney in any sense and you know you you can't just shut out people for what they believe in you know you have to you have to just you know show them that you care for them as well especially if you're running for you make a great you, you make a state. great point. We'll talk about that a little bit more. I'm going to grab this three one seven caller, Vinny. Good All to right, hear your voice um, again, brother. I'm going to send you a tweet, man. Give me a follow back. Sounds good. We'll do. See if All I don't. Right, if I care, miss John. it. If I miss it tonight, do it again tomorrow. You got it. All right. Uh, hello, this is Sean. You're on the air. Who's this? Hi, Sean. It's Leslie from Indiana. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much. Indiana was interesting. Um, didn't go for uh, Indiana went for Romney, and one of the candidates I supported was uh, Joe Donnelly, who for Senate, and he uh, he won. And then the other candidate I supported yeah. for the second district uh, was Brendan Mullen, and it looks as though Brendan was defeated by uh, by uh, uh, Congressman Congressperson electee uh, Walorski. So, what did you, what were you paying attention to in the great state of Indiana, my wife's state, I should say? Right. Well, I'm happy that Obama won, no thanks to Indiana. Um, but I actually had my eyes set on California in Prop 37, and I'm really disappointed and bummed out because I heard it was voted down. But you know what? Was, I haven't uh, looked at. Uh, I haven't looked at. That's that is uh, that would be disappointing to me in terms of how I voted as well. But uh, let me, you guys, somebody pull up. Oh, look who just walked into the state uh, station here. We got Mackenzie Aston. Mac, there's your airbook to work on. <laughs> Uh, can we can we get Mac up on the microphone? We've got a gal from Indiana. Hello, hello testing. Hello. Oh, too close. Too loud. Too loud, man. Too, too loud. Too loud. Uh, anyhow, so well, we'll look at some of those California initiatives in a minute. But um, you know, Vinny, right before you was saying that he felt that the Republican Party needed to open up its tent a little bit more. That gays weren't um, really supporting because they're they're, they're um, they weren't uh, sort of included in the in the in the party platform. Did they didn't feel that way? And and he also talked about. Uh, about others, about La uh, Latinos, and and so you know, I think the Republican Party has been getting uh, more and more has been opening its its consciousness up a little bit more and more, and starting to include people because they realize they need to. But hopefully, as we move forward, the the whole country is um, developing sensitivities for other people, and and um, and the, the decisions that end up getting made during elections like this will be about people, you know, be for people who will really deal with stuff that we need government to be working on in order to uh, ensure that everybody gets, you know, food, shelter, clothing, health care, good education, you know, access to an opportunity in business and jobs and so forth. But tell me something. Wh what part of Indiana are you in? I'm just north of Indianapolis. Okay. So you're probably still in a blue uh, district, I'm guessing. Uh, no. <laughs> it's really, well, yeah. <laughs> it's really Republican. It's really Republican here. Is it? Yeah. Well, I know because uh, from the northern part of the state, but oh, see, I'm trying to click on it. Um, yeah. Well, all right. Listen, you. Um, any other thoughts you have before we jump off? Oh, uh, no. I was just disappointed about this genetic modified food labeling not being passed. 
That and it was and it was the uh, the, the gay rights uh, uh, measure that you're talking about. No, Prop 37 was uh, the genetically modified labeling of. of oh, the modified alcohol. labeling. Yeah, my wife and I talked about that for a while. Okay, so you know, it's a that one seemed a little bit more uh, kind of a little sneaky in terms of what it was it was asking for. I, I'm one of those people who thinks that. You know, consumers should have as much information as possible to make decisions that they make. So I think I'll probably, uh, you know, that, I'd be disappointed about uh, that. But I think there were other things in there as well. All right. And <laughs> that's the problem with the food. <laughs> There's other things in there as well. Well, it's the things about legislation, trying to explain it to the kids today. Like, okay, well, yes, they are going to spend a little bit more money on schools and this and that. But they're also going to make sure that... You know, they stop people from uh, whatever. The, the the point is, looking through some of the measures, they aren't exactly what they appear to be. So it's always good to be uh, be thorough. But anyhow, okay, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Go Hoosiers. Uh, okay, this has been – we've got more calls stacked up here. I want to make sure that if uh, Romney comes up to give a concession speech or, or Obama comes out there, I want you to go live and we're going to just stop whatever we're talking about and click in and we're all going to listen together. Okay, that's number one. Number two is, um, I'm going to take this call right now. <laughs> Hello, this is, uh, I don't know, Vox Populi. You're on the air. Who's this? Hi, is this Sean Aston? You have Sean Aston on the phone. Who's this? This is Adrian right now. Adrian right now. Tell me what you're thinking about the election tonight. Um, right now, I'm thinking that, I'm, I'm kind of sad that um, Obama Still kind of one, but um, kind of going for Mitt Romney. You're worried for him? Yeah, I was, no, I was going for Mitt Romney. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, I haven't seen the final popular vote total, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Well, how, how do you feel about the election? Um. Well, I'm happy that I was. I was. Um. I sort of. I want to say predicted largely what would happen based on uh, reading the tea leaves of everybody else who was doing predicting. So I always like it, you know, that I guess right. But um, but in terms of the result, I was uh, I would I voted for Obama, um, and I'm I'm pleased that he uh, won re-election. Uh, I thought that the the report, depending on what you believe with the reporting, it seems as though the that voter suppression and and you know all the a lot of the tactics that happened to kind of injure the process seem to have been kept to a, hopefully a, a relative minimum. So I'm, always, I'm very happy that our country demonstrated for the world that uh, we can hold uh, reasonably fair uh, and free election and that the will of the, the voters is, uh, is heard. So I, so I feel about that. I haven't been able to see. Matt, can you pull up the California le uh, measures and see how we did? Sure. Uh, can I have your wife's uh, password? Sure. That's 959-9395. No, I'm not going to. Oh, I, can't, I can't get, right, in. I'll I'll get, can't get into her laptop. I'll get it to you. Um, so, so some of those other measures and then some of the other races, I was very pleased that uh, my one friend in Indiana running for Senate won, and I was disappointed that my other friend in Indiana who was running for Congress lost. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, did the, did the Democrats end up picking up three or four seats or two, uh, two additional seats? And what's our, what, what remained our majority? Um, in, the, in the Senate. How did we do in the Senate? How did, the, how did America do in the Senate? Um, I, I think they're doing okay right now. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. I'll go check that out. We'll talk about it as we move forward. Thanks for calling in. Any other thoughts aside from uh, a little bit of sadness when say, uh, when it goes the other way? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ha! That's good. Well, I'm sure that the turtles would think can that you, it. Can, can we get a shout out? Can you get a shout out? You what? You mean what? Uh, 
Stop talking and start you- fighting. How's that? Yeah, can we get a Booyaka Shah? Booyaka Shah! That's the new, yeah. They used to be Cowabunga, now it's Booyaka Shah. For those of you listening to the Toad Hop Network, they don't know what we're talking about. I'm also a professional actor, and I happen to do the voice uh, in the uh, Nickelodeon television animated show on Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reboot. I play the character of Raphael. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Thanks so much for calling. All right, thank you very much, Sean. Booyakasha! That's the new slogan that the turtles yell out, as opposed to Cowbunga, what it used to be. I don't uh, know why you're not calling you. Uh, hello, hello. You're on the air. Sean Aston? You've got me. I've got I've got him, guys. He's got me. Uh-oh, what are we going to do with me? That's the question. <laughs> what t- What are you thinking about? Where are you? What's your name? What? Wh- how do you feel about the election? What are you going to have for breakfast? Hmm. Hello, hello. Yeah. Too many? I'll start with one. What's your name? Oh, my name's Chris Allen. Chris, how are you? I can barely hear you, but let's uh, let's give it a whirl. What That's okay. I, I, my speaker doesn't work. I'm, oh. here in, I'm here in a room with Joe Walker, Jim Polvillo, Eric Conjale, Merit Seppi. We're all here. We're excited about the election. Awesome. Hey, everybody. What's up? Can everybody – you got me on speakerphone? I can't. We've been trying to call you. My speakerphone doesn't work, apparently. All right. Well, call back on somebody else's speakerphone, and I've got my five guys here, and your five or six guys there, and we'll all, all talk right. to each my other. My friend Jim Polo is going to call you right now. Sounds good. <laughs> this has been really fun. I mean, my finger literally couldn't keep up with all the incoming calls, and because of our high-tech system here where I have to answer all of them, we, uh, we so you, you lose some. Very exciting, ladies and gentlemen. Just To me, it just goes to show that at a moment like this, people love – hey there. Hello, hello. Sean. Yeah, who's Hi. this? Hello. <laughs> Excellent. All right, I'm going to have my peeps over here say hello, too. Come on, everybody, at the same time. Let's all say hey. 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 Oh, brother. Boy, we were like Tom Slick on that one. Yay. <laughs> Boo. Uh, all right, so where are you guys called? Where is this frat party being held? All right, you're gonna Chicago, Illinois. Holy mackerel! From the center, from the belly of the beast. All right, pick. A, what you, why don't you guys vote on the on one person to talk at a time? Uh, okay, so you're calling from Chicago. Are you gonna go to the uh, the speech here in a minute or what? What do you think, Brian? No, uh, I actually looked on Craigslist Craigslist for uh, tickets to the to the speech, and they were a thousand dollars. So we're not going. So you're not going. Well. together. Holy cow, I've got good stuff coming in. Karen, I didn't see any of that stuff. I'm going to go back and read everything. Well, all right, so 1000 bucks a pop. Good for them. They have to pay for all that stage. Just that carpet alone on that stage looks like it's worth $50,000. Um, it does look like a much smaller crowd, though, than 2008. McCormick Place, the convention center that we met at for C2E2. Oh, is it really? It is. Wow. All right, so wait, so who's in this Who do I know there? Okay, Diane Feinstein, uh, Senator from California, wins her fourth term. Uh, early returns are no on Proposition 30, the uh, <laughs> tax hike. That's a subjective reference. Okay. Um, well, Democrats are projected to keep control of the Senate. California results show close race for Prop 32. Oh, this is good stuff. Keep it coming, Karen. Love it. Uh, all right, so, so now tell me who's there that I know and where do we meet? C2E2, who am I looking at here? Uh, well, uh, you know me, Joseph Walker speaking uh, currently. Who else? You know Meredith. Yeah, Meredith. Oh, are you kidding me? This is, these are my oh. guy. These are my star kids calling. Yeah. I totally didn't even get it. Wow. 
How are you guys? On top of the world. Yeah. The last time that we were all talking, Mac, just so you know, we were in uh, Germany. These are the Star Kids. They're, it's a, it's a, uh, an ensemble uh, troupe of performers who yeah, yeah. Uh, do um, uh, sa- they, they do plays and, or musicals that they put on. They write themselves and so forth, and they, uh, in large part, satirize, um, you know, Lord of the Rings and uh, Star Wars and oh, Batman and, sure, sure. and Spider-Man and, and Harry Potter and all that sort Wizard of stuff. Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz? Have you, yes, actually, as a matter of fact, uh-huh, uh-huh. I was in one of their productions. There we go. Sort of. There we go. Or as a replacement guy. But we pay attention to the real world. We are watching the actual. We're watching the actual. <laughs> all right. So, t- are you all tweeting? And if you are tweeting, are you tweeting as Star Kids? Or are you tweeting as yourselves individually? As ourselves. I don't know if there's any Star Kids yet. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'll get right on it. I swear, it's not. No, no, no. That's okay, Meredith. Tell me, what are you? Uh, how did you? Uh, what are your thoughts on the the election? I'm super excited. It's exactly what I wanted to have happen, you know. <laughs> so I voted for Obama. I'm excited for, you know, women's rights and hopefully some gay marriage. I don't know, just anything. It's pot in Colorado. Yeah, pot, pot in Colorado. Pot in Colorado, Sean. I know, but you're totally in the... You're totally in the wrong state for that, but all right. But if you're happy about what others are doing, that's I suppose that's good too. Um, I guess your ski vacations will be that much more fun for you. Um, <laughs> and they're already high. And uh, <laughs> in Colorado, I that's got right, that. That was right, a joke right, right there. Thanks very much. Uh, hey, you guys, say hi to my brother Mac. He's one of the guest hosts today, or the he's the uh, he's the, the the resident co-host. Hey, hello, hello, hello. Uh, well, you guys are awesome. Any other specific thoughts uh, from from you other? Uh, you other, how many? Who else is there? Joe and and Meredith and who else is there? Uh, I I uh, sat next to you and played Mr. Freeze in the Batman. <laughs> oh, you were fantastic as Mr. Freeze. What did you think of the? Uh... Oh, I have a specific thought about the election. Shoot. Uh, by the way, I don't think you realize you follow me on Twitter. And that's fine. But anyways, my specific thought is, if you think about it, only half of the country really votes. Well, yeah, do you happen to know exactly what the percentage uh, of underage voters as the total of the population is? I don't know if you have any statistics right in front of you. As underage voters? You mean people under 18 who are voting illegally? Uh, Well, no, I'm sorry. Underage citizens, uh, which is to say people who are uh, 0 to 18 as a percentage of the 300 million population. Well, I, I, I think I think that the answer to that is a resounding zero. Okay, I don't know. I think the answer is a resounding zero. Nobody who's between zero and eighteen is legally voting. So if you're asking who who does it illegally, I don't I do not know the answer to that. We're asking just to clarify. What Joe's asking is how many people of the. How many people of the total population are under eighteen? That's just the question. Oh, okay. Uh, did you call Christine? Uh, just because I'm curious as to what the turnout of available voters is. Uh, okay, you want to know? You want to know what the total population? You basically, I think, if I'm just anticipate, it sounds to me like the point you're making is that the total percentage of people who vote relative to those who can vote and don't is very small. Is that the point you want to make? Relatively well, and yes, I suppose right. if I were making points. Right, and Obama, Obama was, uh, you know, his election in 2008 brought out record numbers of uh, of people, um, particularly young voters, 
uh, also minority voters. The, the, in 2008, those numbers all skyrocketed. The percentage, therefore, shrank a little bit. And then that's we've given a lot of that back. So uh, so I, I don't have, know what those uh, numbers are, but I, I'll bet. Okay. I wonder if I look on here. My, uh, like um, the Obama camp is surprised uh, at the numbers that came out. Again, it seems like the uh, turnout projections were uh, soundly um, exceeded, which is good to hear. Okay, so I'm just looking here. Uh, someone on my Twitter thing says about now. This is uh, not <laughs> a trustworthy Twitter follower, but not a viable. <laughs> um, Fact checker, at least not a legit, not a recognized fact checker. <laughs> no, it's on in the, the internet. I believe it. <laughs> no, but I know this person. About fifty percent of eligible oh. voters actually vote. That's what. Uh, okay. That's what I heard. Being that uh, more seats in both the Senate and the House are going blue, what do you think that will mean for bills passing in the next year? Well, I think we're going to – I think the uh, Democrats – we, the Democrats, I'm a Democrat. Uh, I think the Democrats are going to hold the majority in the Senate by a few, and I think the Democrats are going to pick up a few seats in the House, but the House will still be controlled by Republicans, which I think – and this is, uh, this is my contention – from the talking head class all day today, uh, for example, um, Alex um, uh, Castellano. Thank you, Alex Castellano, who's a Republican uh, 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 analyst on CNN, and then James Carville, who's a really famous Democratic uh, analyst. Um, you know, when it was very clear, it was before they had called the election for uh, uh, Obama, but it was very clear that Obama was going to win. And and uh, Carvel said, you know, that he was going to, you know, as a pundit, not an official CNN thing, he was calling Florida for Obama and therefore the election. Castellano said he kind of he kind of hung his head a little bit and he he said, you know, uh, I think that's uh, I think that's probably right. The large groups of people that I hoped would turn out haven't turned out, and so it's probably over. And then. Instantly, the conversation among all of them, David Gergen and a bunch of them, went to how it's not a mandate. The popular, the popular uh, victory is going to be really, really slim. And so Obama is going to have to listen to the Republicans in the House if he wants to get anything passed. And the Republicans are going to have to work with the Democratic Senate, and they're going to have to work. They, it's, and maybe, maybe that's the new tone. You know, in 2010... Basically, the uh, Tea Party and, and very extremes on, on both sides uh, dug their heels in. The Democrats thought, you know, because Obama had won by such a wide margin that, uh, you know, that, that the Republicans should step up and, and compromise more than they were. The Republicans' main goal was to defeat Obama. You know, that didn't work for them. It didn't work. It didn't work in the House. It didn't work in the Senate. And it didn't work in the presidency. So they're going to have to change course. And I think that's, that it will inure to the benefit of the, of the citizens because I think once they start to look for ways to compromise and once the, the Democrats realize that they don't just you know have carte blanche and they compromise, maybe we're moving into at least for the next year or two a moment when folks will compromise. I'm uh, – uh, uh, you know, we could talk about any – we could talk about specific legislation, but the thing that the barrel of the gun that everybody's staring now is this uh, is this fiscal cliff and the the uh, the lapsing of the Clinton era tax uh, cuts or, or uh, the the yeah the the um, there, there was also a provision put in one of the debt ceiling things. I'm not 100 percent sure how this works, but basically saying that if uh, it wasn't decided by the end of the year this year or by January that other certain things were going to kick in. And I think uh, military reductions are going to kick in. And it's it's in everyone's interest. And the tone seems to be 
it's time to work together. I hope that's what happens, and I hope I'm not just, uh, you know, it's not just pie in the sky. All right, you guys, all of you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Thanks, thanks, Sean. Any, yeah. Any last? Yeah. Enjoy the night, you guys, and uh, and we'll talk again soon. Be well. I do follow you. I just never read my follows. Ha <laughs> ha. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye for now. All right. Hello, hello. You're on the air. Hey. <laughs> hey. Tell me who's love this. You. Hey, um, I just want to say I love you and your work. You do. Thank you so much. Dude, you're the best. <laughs> I love you, bro. Oh, All right. <laughs> who's, ca who's calling? Who is so, it? What do you think about the election? I'll tell you what I think, but first I want to know who this is. Tell me who you are. This is Gilbert from Avalos. Gilbert from where are you, Gilbert? I'm from San Diego. San Diego, okay. And you're with a, you're with a, a good uh, crowd, it sounds like, there. Uh, yeah, I'm very pleased, first and foremost, that the country had a free and fair election. Second to that, I'm happy that uh, that my candidate that I voted for won. I'm still waiting to see, uh, as some of these alerts are coming in in, the, in California, where I live and where we live, we all, you and I live, uh, some of the propositions and measures, and to see how they uh, see how they did. So it looks like uh, the the anti death penalty proposition 34 is trailing at the moment. The early returns are on are no on proposition 30, which was the uh, the tax uh, increase. Ari Fleischer uh, says the GOP right now has gained a net two seats in the House. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Paul Begala uh, says Virginia. He's calling for uh, he's calling for Obama. He's saying there's 303 electoral votes for for. Oh, these are very partisan uh, announcements here. Um, and then Yoon at CNN. So far, only two states voted differently for president in 2012 than they did in 2008. North Carolina and Indiana. That's really interesting. Anyhow, I love this night because I love watching the uh, the horse race of it all. And I, I love that tonight I come on the air on a special show that's not the usual time. It didn't have any lead up. And I've had ten times as many calls, a hundred times as many calls tonight as, as before. But but that's enough about me. How do you, how do you, what do you think? How do you guys feel? How does your team over there feel? Um, first, can I just get a shout out on Twitter? From you? Well, we're not. I'm not going to tweet during the show right now. Or if I do tweet, I'm not going to uh, do individual calls. But I appreciate the question. But come on, talk to me about the election. Um, uh, you know, I'm pretty. I'm kind of voted for Romney, but you know, I'm pretty good. You know, hopefully the next four years will be a good term for the president. You know, hopefully some things will change. You know, change is what you think. You know, God's in control. Well, uh, just so you know, it's going to be in 10 minutes, uh, Romney's going to give his speech, which I would assume would be a, a concession speech, but if they haven't called it for Florida yet, you never, he, may, uh, he may say, it may be kind of a half concession speech. But anyhow, well, listen, when you, when you voted... It's a concession stand. <laughs> well, who knows what he's going to do. But the, the, um, I mean, the, listen, the guy, the guy did pretty darn well. He did a lot better than McCain did. But um, tell me something. When you, when you voted for... Do you feel good about your vote for Romney? I mean, did you feel... Like, would would you, uh, you you're proud of that vote? You, you you would do it again if you had it to right now, knowing what the result is. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know what he did and what he said, and all his on uh, all the debates, you know, his campaign, it, it seemed pretty convincing, you know. And was there a particular know, issue that you things happen for reasons? Was there a particular issue or particular position or or way that he was it his general leadership presentation that you liked, or was there anything in particular? Uh. No, not really. <laughs> it was a general. Not, it was basically a general feeling. Yeah, you know. Just, All right, well, keep up I, with I, me on Twitter tomorrow, and we'll see if we get that shout out. Thank you so much for calling. All right, thanks. 
All right. So there we go. We I'm now going to look at a little bit of these tw- some of these tweets. Mackie, what do you got? You anything, come up with anything interesting? No, not at all. All right, good. We've got uh, uh, 10 minutes. Wait, let's see. 10 minutes to Romney's speech. Oh, we got another call coming in. It's incredible. What are you supposed to do when you get this many calls in? Answer them. All right. Hello, this is Sean. You're on Vox Populi. Who is it? Hey, Sean. It's Tracy Palmer in Washington, D.C. How are you this evening? I'm fabulous. Thank you very much. How are you? Great. We're, I'm, I'm so um, happy to have a little, a little radio show. My brother's here and uh, got a good crew. So, so, and the election, you know, was good. I feel good. Tell me, tell me about your, uh, did, it, did things shake out the way you, it sounds like it shook out the way you were hoping it would. Yeah, they definitely shook out the way that I was hoping they would. And the fact that uh, Governor Romney won't concede at this point is a little dis- uh, disheartening. You know, even if he won Ohio and Virginia and Florida, some of the major swing states, he's is, still is, not going to win the presidency. So, you know, it was a good campaign. They fought hard, um, a little tacky at times. But you know what? I think our country is moving forward in the right direction. So it's very exciting. Is that the general feeling that uh, Romney is, uh, is uh, not going to concede in this speech that's coming up? Yeah, um His advisors have been saying that he's not going to concede and he might contest um, Ohio. But um, I think he's starting to turn around and realize that he's not that he's going to concede. Um, But he didn't have a concession speech written. He only had a victory speech written. So I think they're they're going through the process of. So or I should say the word is he's gone through the process of writing. Well, listen, we're going to see in a couple of minutes here. He's going, to, he's going to go out there and talk, and we can all learn together what the uh, – I would expect that he's going to say it looks as though it's over, uh, but because he's a fighter and he promised people that he was a fighter, he's going to let the legal process uh, play out in Ohio and Florida, which I think is an automatic recount if it's less than a percent. So, uh, And maybe that won't make a difference. Maybe it will. Have they called – have they basically called everything now? Have all the states been – is there anybody left out there? Yeah, they, they, he's been. I think the only one that hasn't been called is Florida, but Virginia's been called for Obama. Ohio's been called for Obama. So what even about, if he and gets Iowa, Florida, Iowa and was for Obama. Sorry, Iowa was for Obama. Iowa's for Obama. Yeah, it's Britain. Colorado was for Obama as well. Exactly. Uh, Colorado, yep, went for Obama. What was the first one that you said? Well, I want, the ones that were out there, you know, Wisconsin, Iowa, Colorado, Virginia, the, uh, uh, Pennsylvania, you yeah. know, those were all. But it's, All of the main swing states are Obama. Wisconsin, uh, Iowa, Ohio, Virginia, Florida, Colorado, even New Mexico. The District of Columbia um, as well? Yeah, by like 99.9%. Really? Yeah. All right, uh, any other thoughts about uh, any of the specific um, – any, is it women's? I'm I'm just guessing because I'm uh, that's how I am. That that it's women's issues is one of the predominant things that you were thinking about. Am I? Is that a terrible guess? Well, it's not a terrible guess, but I have to be honest with you. I think for me, it was a little bit more of the economy. I think people have a short-term memory. I think Americans have a really short-term memory and fail to realize that when President Obama took office, this country was spending 720 million dollars a month on two wars. And he followed through on his promise to end the war in Iraq, followed through on his promise on ending the war in Afghanistan. And truly, in my opinion, whether if you're God, Jesus, Allah, Yahweh, Buddha, put in one, you're not going to come to this into the Oval Office 
and get this economy turned around with two wars going on at the same time and an economy that's in failure. So I think for me the main thing was doing what he needed to do to curb the spending and then also doing what he needed to do where you talk, Sean, is for women's rights and women's equality in the workplace especially. You know, I have a a six-and-a-half-year-old daughter. I don't want her making 73 cents for every dollar that a man makes when she gets older. And, you know, the president put the first uh, piece of legislation he signed was Lily Ledbetter, got that into place where it makes it easier for a woman to sue her employer, uh, extends the time for not receiving equal pay. The speeches? So women's issues are... We're gonna, I'm going to break in right now because they're going to... Uh, uh, Romney's about to give his speech. So I appreciate your uh, call. If you want to hang, uh, you can hold for a while or, or jump off and watch it and call back or, uh, or just listen to the rest of the show. But I appreciate your thoughts. Now sure, well called President Obama prior to leaving from his hotel to the venue? Louder. Yeah, Brian, a senior advisor to Governor Romney tells us that the Sounds governor like has now called to congratulate seen? President Obama on being uh -huh. reelected as President of the United States. What we do expect to hear from the governor just a matter of moments from now. The room has now gone silent. Frankly, it's been pretty silent for much of this night, absent the televisions uh, playing right, in the everybody. background, listening to, giving uh, a, a running NBC tally News, on where NBC, the night MSNBC stood. MSNBC. Many of Governor Romney's top advisors have now entered the, uh, the room as well as others here. We are told that the governor will speak. He will stand alone on the stage when he makes his remarks. Then he will be joined by his running mate, Paul Ryan. All of this expected to happen, Brian, just a matter of moments from now. All right, Peter Alex at the uh, venue uh, back here in the studio. Uh, David, you had a note before. So he's uh, he's driving over there now. That's Is that what I just heard? Um, you know, it's uh, the handshakes at the beginning and the end of the debates are always fascinating to me. Um the, the great big smiles they get on their face. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to take this call here. Oh, here he comes. Here he comes. Okay, hang on. Hello there. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, Eric from Texas. How are you? Good, good Eric. Is he about to start? Is Romney Yeah, he's just about to start. Okay, Eric, can you, can you hold on a second? Can you wait till Romney can... Do you want me to call back later? It's not a problem. I think yeah, that's yeah, a just, wonderful idea. We're going to watch Romney uh, speak, and then we'll jump in. Call back, yeah. Call back yeah, yeah, call back. Well, whatever you want. You, it's your. I'll put you on hold if you you're, get. You're, you're, you're the boss. You tell me. To Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, hang on, Rose. To the convention center there. Thank you. Thank you, my friends. Thank you so very much. Thank you. just called President Obama to congratulate him on his victory. His supporters and his campaign also deserve congratulations. I wish all of them well, but particularly the President, the First Lady, and their daughters. This is a time of great challenges for America, and I pray that the President will be successful in guiding our nation. I want to thank Paul Ryan for all that he has done for our campaign. Yeah, that guy's a rock. He carried his, uh, he kept his seat. And for our country. Besides uh, my wife, Anne, Paul is the best choice I've ever made. 
I trust that his intellect and his hard work and his commitment to principle will continue to contribute to the good of our nation. I also want to thank Anne, the love of my life. <laughs> she would have been a wonderful first lady. She's, uh, she has been that and more to me and to our family and to the many people that she has touched with her compassion and her care. I thank my sons for their tireless work in behalf of the campaign and thank their wives and children for taking up the slack as their husbands and dads have spent so many weeks away from home. I want to thank Matt Rhodes and the dedicated campaign team he led. They have uh, made an extraordinary effort not just for me, but also for the country that we love. And to you here tonight, and to the team across the country, the volunteers, the fundraisers, the donors, the surrogates, I don't believe that there's ever been an effort in our party that can compare with what you have done over these past years. Thank you so very much. Thanks for all the hours of work, for the calls, for the speeches and appearances for the resources and for the prayers you gave deeply from yourselves and performed magnificently. And you inspired us and you humbled us. You've been the very best we could have imagined. The nation, as you know, is at a critical point. At a time like this, we can't risk partisan bickering and political posturing. Our leaders have to reach across the aisle to do the people's work. And we citizens also have to rise to the occasion. We look to our teachers and professors. We count on you not just to teach, but to inspire our children with a passion for learning and discovery. We look to our pastors and priests and rabbis and counselors of all kinds to testify of the enduring principles upon which our society is built. Honesty, charity, integrity, and family. We look to our parents. From the final analysis, everything depends on the success of our homes. We look to job creators of all kinds. We're counting on you to invest, to hire, to step forward. And we look to Democrats and Republicans in government at all levels to put the people before the politics. I believe in America. I believe in the people of America. because I'm concerned about America. This election is over, but our principles endure. I believe that the principles upon which this nation was founded are the only sure guide to a resurgent economy and to renewed greatness. Like so many of you, Paul and I have left everything on the field. We have given our all to this campaign. I so wish, I so wish that I had been able to fulfill your hopes to lead the country in a different direction, but the nation chose another leader, and so Ann and I join with you to earnestly pray for him and for this great nation. Thank you, and God bless America. You guys are the best. Thank you so much.
Thank you. Thanks, guys. Well, there it is. Governor Romney is leading the stage. This is Romney with a hug and a kiss. Paul Ryan and his wife. A, uh, an elegant setting. A gracious and classy speech. Brief. The kids are coming out. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you kill yourself with sleepless nights for a year and a half. Raise a billion dollars. Internalize all that stuff. Come up short and then just... I mean, I guess it's just leadership. I guess it's, it's pretty... In his life, I mean, no matter what you think of the guy, he's stepping up there and, and uh, just looks as, uh, I don't know, maybe it's his faith. I mean, look at him. He looks he looks just as, uh, he's proud. He left it on the field. That's what he said. I, I got to admire that moment right there. Yeah, there was a absolutely lovely uh, concession speech. He, actually, the, the, the most uh, appealing that I've, I've, I've found him. That happens a lot for um, people when they're supporting somebody because then he's not a threat anymore. You can see him in a, a slightly different light. So you're saying the problem is me. Uh, I think the guy did a great job. That's I, what I think. Uh, let's, let's go back to uh, Texas. There you are. You waited for the speech. Uh, you know, if it, it wasn't a very long speech. It was potent and, and uh, concise. What did you think? Uh, I think he's got the likability of a school bus fire, but I did vote for him. He was pretty likable if right there. And what, what were? Well, how come you voted for him? Uh, just because I'm really only concerned about the economic issues and no longer the social issues, and I think he would be better suited to lead the country. But um, unfortunately, everyone else didn't see it that way. Do you think that there's? You know, I come from. A, oh, sorry to interrupt. But I come from a, a family of uh, social liberals, so. It's tough for me to do it, but uh, you know, for the first time, I, I I did vote Republican. Were you? Were you, this was the first time you voted Republican? I've talked to a few other friends of mine who are uh, you know serious, like make a lot of money, and and but they've always been kind of they've always voted Democrat, and they they just uh, they went Republican this today, and they they for for the sounding exactly like like our, our friend here, Eric uh, Eric from Texas. Were you the, the only person in your family that voted uh, Republican? Uh, as far as I know. As far as I know, but you know, again, I uh, I just think that with the way our country is now, I really think that some of the social issues. I'm not saying that they're not important, but I think that uh, the economy and the un unemployment is such a pressing concern that I just wanted to. I think I think what it is, you just want to see something different. Like that's why Obama was voted. I mean. Uh, yeah, Obama in 2008, we want to change. Well, you know, I think that's that's another reason why I voted Mitt Romney is to, to, to take uh, this country fiscally in a different direction. Do you think that there's a chance now that um, the Republican – do you think there's any chance that there's a, a new expectation for everyone? I mean, Obama won in a pretty strong uh, showing electorally, but – you know, how about the popular vote? Yeah, no, I think yeah. So, no, it's well, it's lose. pretty close. It's about a million uh, votes different now uh, with Obama uh, in the head. Which one are you looking at? And in, I'm, in I'm just going to tell you guys right now: when you wake up in the morning and the stock market is on fire, and it's not really because the world is feeling good about themselves. I think it's more because he's going to keep the current regime in place, including Ben Bernanke. 
who's going to keep raising That guy's got to retire at some point, doesn't he? And keep on pumping money into the economy, and Romney would not exactly do that, and he's also said he would get rid of Bernanke the first chance he could, which I believe is 2014, so Eric, when you, I think when, the markets are going to react well. React well. So when you say on fire, you mean you think the markets are going to go are going to go up? Yeah, it's like a bounce oh, in the yeah. polls. There's a bounce. You know, there's a, a. The fact is, the United States of America just conducted a free and fair election. A, three, a country of 300 million, whatever it is, people, you know, went out, exercised their franchise with a very small amount of, you know, concern about its fairness or its efficacy, and the guy who. You know, raised a billion dollars and fought like hell and, and, and came up just a little bit short, went out and congratulated and wished him well and said that everybody's got to work together. The, you know, the, that's, that's a pretty great message to send around the world, Indeed. whichever guy you're for. But, Sean, let me ask you, do you think that's just, uh, that's just lip service? Because, uh, you know, I remember when, when the president was elected the first time, uh, the, the idea that the, there was going to be some change was, was sort of met with uh, quite a bit of resistance from, uh, from the House of Representatives. And I think it's a little different now. I think, there's a, I think people are kind of extreme weary. I think people that, that we're facing a couple of big things. This debt cliff, which I guess maybe we'll maybe do our next episode on the debt, the debt, yeah, debt cliff, um, whatever it's called. Is that what it's called? The uh, fiscal cliff, um, and decisions that have to be made. They have to work together now. It was it was one of these little, um, you know, points that was that they agreed on uh, in the last debt ceiling fight, uh, and so there's no choice. They have to, or else everybody's going to get hurt in ways they don't want to get hurt. Yeah. Um, so I, th I think that people are. There's one Tea Party candidate back candidate in Indiana who I know won by a percent or two, and uh, but a lot of the others didn't. I think you know what I think Republicans won um, a, a, a greater share of governors than has ever been the case in American history. Is that, is that right? Somebody jump up and down, raise your hand if I'm wrong. Uh, anyhow, I. I, I don't think it's just lip service. I mean, what it's lip service from him because he's going back to private life now from Romney, and he doesn't have a dog in the hunt now. So <laughs> Would you not say that the overall demographics of the country has changed in terms of uh, you know more women and minorities voting? Why? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So know, especially with Obama's last push in 08, um, I feel like more people voted in the last two elections well, there's no question. There's no before. there's no question, and that will continue to change. Point. And so the the Republicans, who you know, just looking at the Republican convention this year, really went out of the way to you know put to front and center uh, strong women and strong Latinos and uh, you know uh, other you know African Americans, and there there was a real. I think it still felt to a lot of people like that was um, like a marketing thing. In the Republican Party, but I think the Republican Party, in order to really have a blowout, and what's, I would say they're likely to win in uh, 2016, because it just seems to me like that the pendulum goes back and forth, and uh, I think they're going to need to, they're really going to need to expand the tent. They're really going to need to <laughs> absorb some of the what? I was a terrible joke. <laughs> Anyhow, I you know listen, I think you're I, I some of my some of my friends, one of my best friends uh, who was Obama guy in 08 went for Romney today and we had this we just had a great talk while I was driving I was talking to him on the phone and and uh he was saying a lot of the same things that, that you're saying so hopefully the uh, I'm looking at the popular 51,478,307 Americans voted for Obama that's 51 million force oh it just changed 
<laughs> Wait, just changing it. Just got t- it just got tighter. Who the winner is tonight? It, who's that? Sure, who's the winner? The state of Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's because they passed I'm it. Saying that in a serious fashion, uh, they did pass Amendment 64, which legalizes marijuana for recreational use. But the reason why uh, this is what someone, some of my friends in Colorado, have told me that the first uh, 40 million in marijuana sales is going to the public school system. Wow, that's fantastic. Which how, yeah, which is how it got through. And I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, come on here and say legalize marijuana, but I do think maybe this is a topic for another day on, on your show. But no, man, it's a, that's a, that was a valid. Uh, you're the second person to call into the show who was uh, it was a big group in in Chicago. It sounded like they were uh, enjoying that idea. Uh, <laughs> so, but you know that that's a le- to me that's a legit thing. How do you raise? You want to talk about raising revenue, and then what's the health cost, and what's the yeah. you know? I think it's a legit. They, they could tax the hell out of it. They wouldn't spend money on you know using law enforcement to crack down on it. So it just economically, I think it's a home run. But yeah, I mean, obviously, there's bigger things going on. But I just wanted to mention that on the show. And well, you know, the, the, I'm just looking at the popular uh, vote totals. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I just looked at the popular. We were talking about the popular vote, and you were suggesting that maybe we woke up. It might be different. Uh, Fifty-one million five sixty-nine nine seventy-five. That's Obama, and then also at forty-nine percent, fifty-one thousand three eighteen. So fifty-one million. They both got fifty-one million five hundred sixty-nine thousand to three hundred eighteen thousand. Uh, diff- that's the difference at the moment. That's the difference, roughly. There's one's at 975, and there's 823. But basically, it's a, a difference of what is that? 200,000 votes, less than 200,000. Eric, where are you in uh, Texas? Where in Texas are you? I, I'm in Dallas. Uh, so it, I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, so I wanted to ask uh, if, if you don't mind, another uh, fiscal question or, or or something to that effect. How how much are gas prices uh, in in Dallas right now? I would say a gallon of super is like a little less than four bucks. A little less than four bucks. All right, that's, uh, that's it's pretty good, right? It's pretty good. I mean, it's not pretty good from you, six years ago. What is your What is your gut? It, t- you think it'll go up or down uh, based? You think there'll be any response in the price of gas uh, based on this election? Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I think that's really based on demand. So if the economy gets better and more people are traveling then uh you know the price will go up yeah and, and what's your gut tell you about the economy uh, uh you know uh, n- notwithstanding the, the 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 bump uh that we can expect to see in the market I mean, well like you, i said i think the, the market will be up because uh, the current regime wants to keep rates low which is making uh you know they're trying to stimulate the housing market by offering low interest rates for borrowers so it is very enticing for people to try to buy houses now. Right. But, uh, you know, Romney would not, he wants to go in a different direction and yeah, more than that. clean up the fiscal mess in, in a different way. Right. I, mean, I want to jump in. It would, and, uh... be, it would be negative short term, but in the long run, it would be better. And I, I think the inverse is, you know, it would be what Obama wants to do. Now, I could be wrong. I'm not an expert on this, but that's just my opinion. Excellent. Well, I appreciate the call, and uh, you know we'll all look forward to working together, citizens, representatives alike. And I hope you uh, call into the show more. We'll, we always love a good, thoughtful, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a big fan, and keep doing what you're doing. I like a show that talks about politics, but is uh, you know catered to uh, people that try not to take it too seriously, but you know care about what's going on in the world and 
uh, it just you know to take all opinions equally. So you're the man, Chris. What you're doing, then I will yeah. call again, sir. Eric, you're the man. Thank you. Take care, Eric. Uh, I, for some reason, I remember the cities, and then I, I blank on people's names. It's just a deficit. I have. All right, I want to say uh, Habernack, one of the uh, one of my great followers on Twitter, who just always got something thoughtful and good to say, positive feedback and compliments and everything else, wanted me to say that he wanted me to mention that the U.S. Uh, has elected the first openly gay senator, Wisconsin, uh, Tammy Baldwin. Yes. So that's not nothing. What do you got? All right, President Obama will be giving his... Uh, com- uh, after the commercial here, he'll be yes. giving his ex- – oh, after whose commercial? Their commercial. How are we doing on – we don't need a commercial tonight, right? Ah, How about that Elizabeth Warren up there in Massachusetts? Elizabeth huh? Warren. Good for her. Yeah, she did all right. She's a very exciting candidate, I And then you've I, got – uh, Also some uh, some big victories for gay marriage in Maine and Maryland. I see that. That's uh, very, very exciting. Uh, same-sex marriage has been legalized in Maine and Maryland. So uh, – the issue here, you know what? Why don't you jump in and say this, Karen? You're the one finding this stuff. Do you, do you see the one you just said there about the issue? Uh, why doesn't the audience hear your voice? Whip it out, uh, Karen. Don't say it like that. Awful uh, three, reader. Well, that's all right. Let's just go real slow. All right, everyone. You're the issue uh, had been before Gay voters se- the same 32 sex, times before. Same-sex measure. Yes. Yes. It, okay, and? Uh, but activists say public opinion has shifted since 2008 when California passed a constitutional amendment reserving marriage for heterosexual couples. A 2010 poll showed that for the first time, more Americans supported gay marriage than opposed it. And in May, President Obama endorsed same-sex marriage. There you go. I wonder how, how big of, a, of an influence Court. that uh, the president's endorsement uh, of gay marriage uh, had on these votes. On the election? Yeah. It was part of his stump speech. He was pretty proud of it. He, he didn't shy away from it. You know? Um, so, yeah. I think uh, – I'll tell you what I think would have hurt him if he didn't uh, both – endorse it and campaign on it because I think the uh, the gay right the, the gay rights uh, lobby activism base is, is pretty vocal so uh, and you didn't hear anything so I guess uh, but that you know just because those measures are passed does not mean I mean there's still a big push to uh, change the constitutions in many states and I think there have been how many states so far it's like 10 now, 20 so no 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 it's way more than that oh, it said- yeah, it's oh, well, 30- it's been voted on 32 times. Right, right, right. But how many constitutions have actually been changed, uh, amended? Washington, Oregon, California, Maryland, Maine, uh, Iowa. Uh, and I'm, I'm shooting from the hip here. I know. It's pretty impressive. So far. You got a good hip? <laughs> yeah, a good hip to call and talk about the Proposition 35 on human trafficking passes uh, per AP. AP is reporting. Um, That's in L.A. L.A. That's or California? California. California. Yeah, yeah, California. Yeah, we voted, I voted on that one. Did you vote on that one, Johnny Ice? Hey, wait, he's like, what What are you watching over there? Adult Sorry. programming? There was also a thing on adult <laughs> uh, adult producer, whatever you call it, adult Yeah, films. it looks like that's failing, which I think is going to be terrible for California. We Meaning- have another show here, uh, Sex Squad, and they are um, porn stars, I guess. I mean. Yeah, they're not happy they about it because they're not happy about yeah. it because, because the condoms. Well, because it's going to take more work out of California. We already have a bunch of people leaving because of film stuff to go shoot in other states. Right. So now they're saying. There's not a lot of places where so you can So what's the number? Porn. What's the number of that pre- measure? Uh, let me, measure B. Yeah, measure, measure, B, measure B, B, which asked, which said that if it passes, the adult film industry will have to have a specific permit to shoot in the state. No, it uh, just means that condoms. they have to wear condoms. No, no, it's three things. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. Hold on, uh, I have it. I have it right here. Allow me to pull it. It's measure <laughs> B, is it? Yes, measure measure B. 
All How are right, we doing uh, on the uh, president's uh, speech? He's here? An answer. They haven't if anybody's interested, uh, all the precincts from my softball game uh, have reported, uh, and we uh, we won by uh, by a big uh, about eighteen runs. It's a good ball game. I only made two errors and popped out three times. Here's an impartial analysis of Measure B by John F. Cratley, count, uh, County Council. Measure B is a citizens' initiative measure that uh, qualified for placement on the ballot based upon a sufficient number of registered voters, blah, 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 require, <laughs> would require producers of adult films to obtain a public health permit. Boom. That's number one. Sorry, I love being right about something. Uh, Bow! I'm, I'm so often wrong. I'm so often wrong. Um, <laughs> well, you're right about that. I am right. That's two in a row. Um, public health. People are asking me questions. I got a call earlier, or last week, saying, like, how does the, uh, what happens in the case of an electoral college tie? And I was like, uh... Oh, but that's a, a good one. You know, know the answer now? Well, Kenny, who works at the Toad Hop. We would have been looking at a, at a at a Romney-Biden administration. Because the in the case of an electoral, I mean, this is, you know, it's moot at this point. But in the case of an electoral tie, the, the vote on the president goes to uh, to the House of Representatives and the vote on the vice president goes to the Senate. The president of the Senate gets to vote on the vice president. So essentially Biden would have voted for himself and the House of Representatives would have voted for Romney. But we have avoided a Romney-Biden administration. By a number of electrical votes. Electrical? I did. I said it. He did. But that's right. The one guy who was calling him was calling him popularity, the popularity vote. And I was like, you know what? It's, it's not exactly right, you but know, it kind of makes sense. It would be very interesting to me to see uh, if uh, come the morning when uh, uh, the popular vote is tallied, uh, if, <clears throat> uh, if uh, the president uh, loses the popular vote but wins with the Electoral College, uh, because I think it would it would probably make it more likely that there's a change in the way the voting uh, uh, voting is structured. In that, if the Republicans lose the presidency but win the popular vote, they will have experienced the same thing that, that the Democrats did about 12 years ago, and it'll make everybody sort of ha have had that experience where the popular they won the popular vote but they lost because of the electoral college. And they're, they're, I, I would I'd like to see a change. I'd like to see a straight popular vote myself personally. But that's what, you know, why don't you like Wyoming and and South Dakota? I like them just fine. I'd, they'd I'd, be I'd like totally it. irrelevant. I'd, they wouldn't be irrelevant. There's, sure there's people that one Not vote, that one man, one vote. So they'd still, if it, if it comes down to the popular if vote. A, if a guy's going to, uh, oh, look at this, despite disapproval from the, oh, can we get back to the porn thing? I mean, you're talking about a very interesting, wow. like, well, I honestly, never thought I'd see you. <laughs> get back to the porn thing? I know I'm a married guy. But the, wait a minute. No, so the, um, ba, 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 obtain a health permit. In order to engage in the production of adult films for commercial purposes or to pay a permit fee set by the department offset of the cost of enforcement, the measure would require the use of condoms for all acts. Okay, I'm not going to read all that. Uh, as well as a posting of both public health permit and notice to performers regarding condom use. Producers are required to uh, provide a written exposure control plan. Well, like it's asbestos? Uh, measure B. Measure B. Yeah. Uh, how. Okay, so the civil, uh, civil and criminal fines. Yeah, basically you got to have a permit. You got to tell people what the, you know, they got to do tests. You and you got and you got to wrap it up. They are yeah. they already do a lot of tests. Uh, you know, they're they're tested. Uh, you know, two three times a month. Uh, yeah, they're and, tested all the time. And from, they have permits. I mean, they have film from, permits. From what I understand, the uh, the uh, the prevalence of sexually transmitted diseases amongst the, uh, the, the 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 pornographic film talent is actually statistically lower than yeah. the general populace. Uh, in part because they get tested all the time. Huh. What they're well, trying to say is uh, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I get that. Well, that's I mean that's more that's more in the in the in the in from what I understand it's more in the gay porn, 
Uh, the idea being that uh, you know if if you if you show guys having uh, sex and you, uh, it, it's preferred to show them having it wrapped up uh, because uh, you don't want to s- spread disease. But <clears throat> I know you know I don't know if any I'll you guys. I'll just say that this was. Harder to explain to my ten-year-old when she wanted to know the ballot initiatives we were that, voting well, on that is, than the human trafficking <laughs> thing. Like, honey, people buy and sell human beings, and that we're going to vote to to punish them more in that measure. And then this other one, oof. yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough, <laughs> that's a tough one. one. That's a tough one. Uh, all right, let's move on. Wow, look at this. You've been uh, Karen has been eye chatting me some just these great statistics and data as we've been going forward, and they've come in little three and four sentence chunks and when it came to this issue i have the book of i just i just copied and pasted the article all right well there's nothing insubstantial about that well hopefully the um so what what is the runaway production what's the idea now now they got to wrap it up now they got to did it pass or did it not pass it's saying uh it's winning with 63 percent in favor to 30 Six percent against. And if it wins, it you have to they'll you have to get a permit. You have to use. You have condoms, to do a lot of crazy to. stuff. They, they made it like they had a lawyer come in and speak on their show, and they made it sound like it's just it's crazy. Like it's it's not just the porn industry. It's everything because they have like you porn and all that now. So it's right. it's people that make their own and place them there. But they're saying they could regulate that. They could show up at your house if you were to post something like that and give you a fine or a ticket. How would they find out? Because when you post, I guess, it's, like you have your IP address your and IP. you have to fill out some information sure. about yourself when you wow. ask stuff and, to and I would, I would, Hold it, on, we got a caller coming in. I can't wait for this the, contribution. The penalties uh, for, for an Hey, it's Sean. You're on Vox Populi. Stiff. Who is it? <laughs> Hi, this is Lisa. Lisa, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Oregon. Thank you for rescu- rescuing us from the conversation we're having. What's on your mind? Wow, problem. Yeah. Oh, hi. hi. <laughs> um, I, well, I was calling to kind of get your thoughts on, um, I'm watching now and after they had called the election for Obama, a lot of people, for instance, like on Fox News and stuff, are saying how the Republicans are going to have to reevaluate their party and start uh, seeing if changes need to be made. Do you think that the Republican Party is sort of old school in its ways and, and its thought process on some of the social issues? And do you really think that they need to start uh, making changes in terms of maybe gay marriage or abortion and that sort of thing? Mm, that's well, a abor- great question. It is a fantastic, it's a perfect question. Uh, I, I would say that abortion is going to be a non-starter. At the very best, Republicans kind of in their... <laughs> Literally. Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> you said it, man. Yeah, that's exactly what abortion is. I think ch- amending the ch- the charter, the platform for the Republican Party with regard to abortion is going to be something that most Republicans are not going to go for. I think at the very best, clarifying uh, position as, you know, opposing... Uh, as as allowing in the in the law the concept, ugh, somebody's voice to phrase this, but basically, um, rape, incest, and the health of the mother. It seems like most of the congressional and Senate people who were talking about, it, and and certainly Romney, uh, the health of the mother was something that people have kind of they're now not really protesting that. Uh, everybody sort of thinks that the health of the mother is. Uh, a, a legitimate grounds to uh, to in the law to have an abortion. Well, that's thoughtful. But, but the other two uh, are still up for up for grabs, and you have a couple of um, people. Did did what's his name lose the one uh, Aiken lost? Yeah, and also yeah. Um, Murdoch. Murdoch in Indiana lost, but in Missouri, right, and uh, in Indiana, both of whom made comments that were kind of jarring. Uh, about I mean, Aiken's was just insane. His thing about legitimate rape right. and women having, but but Murdoch 
kind of bungled the way he stated it, but I think what he said is actually the opinion held by a large number of people in this country. Um, you know, I think he didn't get the benefit of the doubt when it came to sort of unpacking what he was saying, but he basically said that he felt people who had been, women who had been raped should have to bring their child to f uh, full term because even though it was awful that that had happened, something in God's plan had made that so, and, and therefore they should, that's, that's what it should be. I think Republicans are going to have to create a, a little, you know, firewall around themselves from those kinds of statements more so than they did. I mean, with Aiken, they drummed the guy out of the party in the first 10 days, then ignored him for two weeks, and then when the, the time passed for uh, putting someone else, a different Republican in that seat, they all started flooding in with money again. So I think that they're going to have to do that. But more importantly, I, here's a compliment I would give to Romney. And this is, you know, I, be, I really wish I could put this question to uh, Gergen and, uh, and Carl Rove and some of those guys. Tweet hey, 914, I see you calling. Just keep hanging in there. Uh, keep hanging in there, and I'll, I'll get to you in a, in a couple minutes here. Um, I think he did a great job of expanding the party. I really do. I think the party, I think the uh, apparatus, I think the way that they, their fundraising went, I think uh, the way he communicated, even though he started out very far right throughout the Republican process, uh, prim primary process, and then he really dove headlong, ripping great sheets of pages out of Democratic playbooks in the waning weeks of the campaign so that he looked either like a flip-flopper or you know somebody who was just racing in the middle to try and win the general election. Either way... Um, I think that, you know, and I said it's kind of the I made the opposite point with the same facts a little bit ago. The, Demo the, the Republican convention was all about putting minorities out front. And I think it felt to a lot of people like, boy, they know that's the right thing to do. But now I think they really get why it's the right thing to do. The demographics are changing. They're going to have to speak to uh, minority issues differently. They're going to have to look at the, uh, immigration and speak with a little bit more compassion, even if they basically believe the same thing. Because I actually think Democrats and Republicans are pretty close on, on immigration. It's just a vocabulary and the order of operations is different. But, but um, So yes, I think the Republicans were in a state of absolute catastrophe 18 months ago. I mean, just a disaster. And then as they went through their their primary, I, I think ultimately process, they ultimately ended up with somebody who could do the best job possible given the positions they hold to try and bring Republicans together. And listen, it's they, they both have the same percentage at this moment of the electoral of the of the popular vote. So, you know, he's losing by a very slim number of people. And I think that means that the Republicans can feel good about having banded together. But I still I still think that they have the ability to expand a little bit. Uh, to allow for some of these social issues like you're talking about, and to communicate that they're uh, they're getting much better. Uh, from my from my mind, the Republicans are a heck of a lot better now, than, just in terms of the way they communicate uh, than they used to be, and they have to keep going. Any other thoughts before I jump on to nine one four? Nope. Wow, she's still there. Oregon. Hello, Oregon. Is she gone? Okay, she's gone. Thank you for your call, Oregon. Um, nine one four, as promised. How are you? Hey guys, it's George again from Hawthorne. Talk to me. Um, I, I have a question. Um, one thing that wasn't brought up a lot during uh, during the campaign that I think is uh, something that's that's really important is uh, is stem cell research, and and I'm very much for that. And I just uh, just was wondering what you guys thought was was going to happen with that because it, it wasn't talked about much. Um. 
You're I, absolutely right. It did kind I, of disappear. I, I think that bodes well. I think the fact that it wasn't talked about uh, very much probably bodes well for uh, a continuance of uh, stem cell research and, and perhaps more interest in it and, you know, uh, the benefits that it, uh, that can come from it. Um, you know, if, if uh, I think it was one of, I think it was uh, one of, uh, another third rail for the Democratic Party at the very least. Uh, that what might, do you, wait, explain that. Uh, well, it's you know it's the kind of thing. It's you know an offshoot of the, uh, the abortion conversation. It's the same. It's the same sort of. Uh, it's same a religiously idea. based approach to. Right, and and by not by not talking about it, it gave uh, the Democrat. But it, why? Why didn't they? The Republicans must have saw it as a loser of a thing to talk about. Why? why? I, I mean, what do you think, George? Well, sorry, guys. Sorry, go ahead. No, George, it's all you, baby. Go. No, it's just it's. It's it's something that I thought like like I said I'm I'm pretty conservative on on like on um you know some some home front issues but there are certain things you know women's right to choose stem cell research uh, LGBT community that I'm very much for and and I I just really I was you know with stem cell research not coming up at all I was just I was a little flabbergasted because. I, I don't see a downside to this. This is something that could could possibly treat so many different things, and I, I just I don't I felt like it should have been brought up by doesn't it? Uh, you wonder what the drivers are by anyone. You wonder what the drivers are of it. If there's a particular corporation that's working on uh, certain stem cell research, that there's an impediment in the law for them to be able to do it, or something's going to happen with stem cell research that people realize there's a political opportunity for them to jump in there and try and try and stop it make a little political hay that way. I mean, I, 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 don't, uh, I don't know why it seems to have sort of fallen out of the front. Uh... Yeah, because, I mean, uh, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know what, but, I mean, not that long ago, it was all over the place, and then it literally, it's like, you know, the bottom just fell out about it, and it's, it's something that I personally feel is really, really uh, important and could, could potentially help with a lot of stuff. All right. Well, let me yeah. let me shift to, let me shift to this idea here. Rebecca Leeward, who's one of the uh, Twitter followers, writes that she's bummed out that her vote never really counts in California. Is what she wrote. What do you? You're in Hawthorne. What do you think? I'm, about? I'm in New York. Oh, you're in Hawthorne, New York. Okay, we got a Hawthorne yeah, here I'm too. Yeah, in New York. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, do you feel like your vote counts in New York? I don't feel like my vote really counts at all. You're <laughs> you kidding. Know? I mean, uh, it, it does and it doesn't because you know with. Uh, with the between the popular vote and the electoral vote, yeah, um, whether whether you cast your vote or not, I mean it's it's kind of a crapshoot. So, and living in New York, whether you it pretty much if you if you vote Republican at all, you're guaranteed to lose anyhow. So, um, it, it's 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 more the, the the thought of yes, I I can I can vote, my voice will be heard, but is it really heard? I don't know, you know. It, it's, it's I, I wish that, the, that people that the uh, popular vote really makes that much of a difference. Well, I, th I think it. I think it has to. Does it not? I mean, if if each person votes and if each person's vote is counted, and you know, in particular with a national election, then then everybody's vote does count and does well, I mean, make a difference. It, it, it counts. It counts for your senator and for your your. Uh, the people in the house, but as for the presidential election, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. If if it came down to your senator or the or the people in the house having to pick, that those are the people that really where your vote is really really impactful. But the president, it's uh, it's 
like kind of a crapshoot. You, I, you I, mean I, with 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 the presence of the electoral college? Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. See, I'm thinking. You know, if it gets done away with, then th- th- doesn't it? You know, I- intrinsically increase the value of an individual's vote. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I'd ag- I I would agree if if if. if the individual vote was the only way of the president being elected. I think it would be a, a, a very different ballgame and a very different system. Yeah, I know? feel like it was established a number of years ago because, you know, perhaps the leaders uh, at the time felt as though the, the individual, you know, didn't really have – wasn't going to make the best decision, you know, didn't really know what they were doing. It was about making sure that each state felt like it had – It was represented equally? It had a voice in the process. You know, if Wyoming has, you know, whatever, however many thousands of people and other states have millions and millions of people, then if by just going to one state or one big city, you're going to see a hundred times as many people, it's not worth driving out to that little place. I see what you're saying. But if you go, but right. if you decide you, you know, you know, South Dakota's got three electoral votes. So does New Hampshire or New Hampshire has four, I guess. Uh, Vermont. Vermont has three. Uh, Wyoming has three. So, you know, you might, and when you start peeling off those little groups, three votes, three electoral votes can mean a lot, you know, so so it's going to force people to go out there to Montana and try and get those three or North Dakota and get those three. You know, if you, it, it just, it's just a way for the states not to feel totally irrelevant. It's the same reason why there, there's a difference between the Senate and the House. The House, you know, you get, uh, you know, it's by population um, so that, you know, California, which has millions more people, has a greater representation. In the, in the house, so, but but uh, you know, it certainly does feel a little queasy when you've got m- one guy, m- more human beings vote for a guy who then doesn't get to have the job, you know, or a girl. Um, right. It certainly feels and, a little but, queasy. And then also, if it comes down to you know the electoral college picking, and it's, it comes down to one guy's opinion or two people's opinion, you know, then are they really representing their state, or is it just their opinion? Oh, I like this guy. Uh, let's vote for him, you know? Yeah. Well, I I just, you know, this the gal from California who says she feels like her vote never counts. Uh, you know, it doesn't count, so kind of like... it. It's hard to... People always talk... that They use that phrase, you know, believing in something bigger than yourself, greater than yourself. So, uh, what's well, so funny? Francisco, who are... They're, they're I think... They're vamping. They're waiting for the president to come like out. Like we're doing, it. yeah. But we're having a heartfelt conversation here. No, the the if you believe in you know the right for gays to get married, or you believe that that uh, you know God you know says it really should just be between a man and woman. If you really believe that, then to not show up and to not vote is to kind of like insult the belief you have and the other people who's. Oh no, I I I agree wholeheartedly. I just. I just, it, I don't know. The, the electoral college just seems almost silly in a sense. You know, I, I just feel like it. It would make more sense if the people. I, I feel like there would be a higher turnout of people comes, voting, of the public voting, if we did away with the electoral college. All right, we're going to jump on with uh, with Obama and his speech right now. All right, take care. Thanks guys. for your Thank call. You Cheers, George. That was Michelle waving to the crowd that brought the war, and now the president.
and Sasha Malia. Gosh, they've changed. Look how big they are. Wow. That's a great song. What's the popular vote total out there Difference of 644,000 as of now. Fifty-two. Listen to this idea. Fifty-two million people. Fifty-two million three hundred and twenty-six thousand four hundred and sixty-one people are really bummed out watching this. Listen, man. Fifty-two. Fifty-two million people. Indivisible, bro. Indivisible. We are all in this together. That's that's the real drag of this. Is no. I'm saying that fifty-two million people are watching this man stand here and they're totally bummed out right now. I hope he talks mostly to them. <laughs> I mean, he has to thank his supporters. He's got to talk about all the things he got to talk about. But I hope, because the fact is, it's not a mandate. He lost a lot of ground with people who believed in him eight, four years ago. And now he's got 52 million people in this country are bummed out that he's the president. I hope he speaks to them. to determine its own destiny, the task of perfecting our union moves forward. It moves forward because of you. It moves forward because you reaffirmed the spirit that has triumphed over war and depression the spirit that has lifted this country from the depths of despair to the great heights of hope, the belief that while each of us will pursue our own individual dreams, we are an American family and we rise or fall together as one nation and as one people. Tonight, in this election, you, the American people, reminded us that while our road has been hard, while our journey has been long, we have picked ourselves up, we have fought our way back, and we know in our hearts 
that for the United States of America, the best is yet to come. I want to thank every American who participated in this election. Whether you voted for the very first time or waited in line for a very long time. By the way, we have to fix that. Whether you pounded the pavement or picked up the phone. Whether you held an Obama sign or a Romney sign, you made your voice heard, and you made a difference. I just spoke with Governor Romney, and I congratulated him and Paul Ryan on a hard-fought campaign. We may have battled fiercely, but it's only because we love this country deeply and we care so strongly about its future. From George to Lenore to their son Mitt, the Romney family has chosen to give back to America through public service, and that is a legacy that we honor and applaud tonight. In the weeks ahead, I also look forward to sitting down with Governor Romney to talk about where we can work together to move this country forward. I want to thank my friend and partner of the last four years, America's happy warrior, the best <laughs> vice president anybody could ever hope for, Joe Biden. today without the woman who agreed to marry me 20 years ago. That's a very nice thing to say. Let me say this publicly. Michelle, I have never loved you more. I have never been prouder to watch the rest of America fall in love with you too as our nation's first lady. Sasha and Malia, before our very eyes, you're growing up to become two strong, smart, beautiful young women, just like your mom. And I'm so proud of you guys. But I will say that for now, one dog's probably enough. <laughs> To the best campaign team and volunteers in the history of politics. You have to read it out. The best. The best ever.
this time around, and some of you have been at my side since the very beginning. But all of you are family. No matter what you do or where you go from here, you will carry the memory of the history we made together. And you will have the lifelong appreciation of a grateful president. Thank you for believing all the way to every hill, to every valley. You lifted me up the whole way, and I will always be grateful for everything that you've done and all the incredible work that you've put in. I know that political campaigns can sometimes seem small, even silly. And that provides plenty of fodder for the cynics who tell us that politics nothing more than a contest of egos. Eagles? Or the domain of special interests. But if you ever get the chance to talk to folks who turned out of our rallies and crowded along a rope line in a high school gym, or, or saw folks working late at a campaign office in some tiny county far away from home, you'll discover something else. You'll hear the determination in the voice of a young field organizer who's working his way through college and wants to make sure every child has that same opportunity. You'll hear the pride in the voice of a volunteer who's going door to door because her brother was finally hired when the local auto plant added another shift. You'll hear the deep patriotism in the voice of a military spouse who's working the phones late at night to make sure that no one who fights for this country ever has to fight for a job or a roof over their head when they come home. That's why we do this. That's what politics can be. That's why elections matter. It's not small, it's big. It's important. Democracy in a nation of 300 million can be noisy and messy and complicated. We have our own opinions. Each of us has deeply held beliefs. And when we go through tough times, when we make big decisions as a country, it necessarily stirs passions, stirs up controversy. That won't change after tonight, and it shouldn't. These arguments we have are a mark of our liberty. And we can never forget that as we speak, people in distant nations are risking their lives right now just for a chance to argue about the issues that matter, the chance to cast their ballots like we did today. But despite all our differences, most of us share certain hopes for America's future. We want our kids to grow up in a country where they have 
access to the best schools and the best teachers. A country that lives up to its legacy as the global leader in technology and discovery and innovation, with all the good jobs and new businesses that follow. We want our children to live in America that isn't burdened by debt, that isn't weakened by inequality, that isn't threatened by the destructive power of a warming planet. We want to pass on a country that's safe and respected and admired around the world. A nation that is defended by the strongest military on earth and the best troops this, this world has ever known. But also a country that moves with confidence beyond this time of war to shape a peace that is built on the promise of freedom and dignity for every human being. We believe in a generous America in a compassionate America, in a tolerant America, open to the dreams of an immigrant's daughter who studies in our schools and pledges to our flag. To the young boy on the south side of Chicago who sees a life beyond the nearest street corner. to the furniture worker's child in North Carolina who wants to become a doctor or a scientist, an engineer or an entrepreneur, a diplomat or even a president. That's the, that's the future we hope for. That's the vision we share. That's where we need to go. Forward. That's where we need to go. Now, we will disagree, sometimes fiercely, about how to get there. As it has for more than two centuries, progress will come in fits and starts. It's not always a straight line. It's not always a smooth path. By itself, the recognition that we have common hopes and dreams won't end all the gridlock or solve all our problems or substitute for the painstaking work of building consensus and making the difficult compromises needed to move this country forward. But that common bond is where we must begin. Our economy is recovering. A decade of war is ending. A long campaign is now over. And whether I earned your vote or not, I have listened to you. I have learned from you. And you've made me a better president. And with your stories and your struggles, I return to the White House more determined and more inspired than ever about the work there is to do and the future that lies ahead. Tonight, you voted for action, not politics as usual. You elected us to focus on your jobs, not ours. And in the coming weeks and months, 
I am looking forward to reaching out and working with leaders of both parties to meet the challenges we can only solve together. Reducing our deficit, reforming our tax code, fixing our immigration system, freeing ourselves from foreign oil. We've got more work to do. But that doesn't mean your work is done. The role of citizen in our democracy does not end with your vote. America's never been about what can be done for us. It's about what can be done by us together through the hard and frustrating but necessary work of self-government. That's the principle we were founded on. This country has more wealth than any nation, but that's not what makes us rich. We have the most powerful military in history, but that's not what makes us strong. Our university, our culture, are all the envy of the world, but that's not what keeps the world coming to our shores. What makes America exceptional are the bonds that hold together the most diverse nation on earth. The belief that our destiny is shared, that this country only works when we accept certain obligations to one another and the future generations so that the freedom which so many Americans have fought for and died for comes with responsibilities as well as rights, and among those are love and charity and duty and patriotism. That's what makes America great. Give me a little something. I am hopeful tonight because I've seen the spirit at work in America. I've seen it in the family business whose owners would rather cut their own pay than lay off their neighbors. And in the workers who would rather cut back their hours than see a friend lose a job. I've seen it in the soldiers who re-enlist after losing a limb, and in those SEALs who charged up the stairs into darkness and danger because they knew there was a buddy behind them watching their back. I've seen it on the shores of New Jersey and New York, where leaders from every party and level of government have swept aside their differences to help a community rebuild from the wreckage of a terrible storm. And I saw it just the other day in Menor, Ohio, where a father told the story of his eight-year-old daughter, whose long battle with leukemia nearly cost their family everything. Had it not been for health care reform passing just a few months before the insurance company was about to stop paying for her care. I had an opportunity to not just talk to the father, but meet this incredible daughter of his. And when he spoke to the crowd, listening to that father's story, Every parent in that room had tears in their eyes because we knew that little girl could be 
our own. And I know that every American wants her future to be just as bright. That's who we are. That's the country I'm so proud to lead as your president. And tonight, despite all the hardship we've been through, despite all the frustrations of Washington, I've never been more hopeful about our future. I have never been more hopeful about America. And I ask you to sustain that hope. I'm not talking about blind optimism, the kind of hope that just ignores the enormity of the tasks ahead or the roadblocks that stand in our path. I'm not talking about the wishful idealism that allows us to just sit on the sidelines or shirk from a fight. I have always believed that hope is that stubborn thing inside us that insists, despite all the evidence to the contrary, that something better awaits us, so long as we have the courage to keep reaching, to keep working, to keep fighting. America, I believe we can build on the progress we've made and continue to fight for new jobs and new opportunity and new security for the middle class. I believe we can keep the promise of our founding, the idea that if you're willing to work hard, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or what you look like or where you love. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white or Hispanic or Asian or Native American, or young, or old, or rich, or poor, able, disabled, gay, or straight. You can make it here in America if you're willing to try. I believe we can seize this future together, because we are not as divided as our politics suggest. We're not as cynical as the pundits believe. We are greater than the sum of our individual ambitions, and we remain more than a collection of red states and blue states. We are and forever will be the United States of America. And together, with your help and God's grace, we will continue our journey forward and remind the world just why it is that we live in the greatest nation on earth. Thank you, America. God bless you. Okay, so we're back on. It looks to me like we have about one minute left before uh, the show automatically shuts off. But what we've talked to is that Karen and Francisco and Johnny and Mac and I are going to stay around. We're going to keep taking calls. We're going to keep uh, the show rolling, even though you won't be able to hear it live. And then it'll be uh, you'll be able to uh, listen to it or watch it or whatever uh, archived um, afterwards. So there it was. Holy mackerel. Go ahead and play us out, Johnny. What an amazing speech by the President of the United States, Barack Obama. Congratulations to you and to all of your friends, family, supporters, etc., and to all Americans for proving that we can peacefully move forward. Uh, thanks very much. You're going to play that song out now, Big Johnny, and then we'll come back afterwards and keep the show going. Respect. Thanks, Big Mac. So keep calling, folks. What do, what do, you, you know the song we want, right? 
No. That we talked about at the beginning? Oh, my oh, goodness. Come on. Break the down the community. Come off no, the wagon. he's ready. Hold on. Here he goes. No, you can do that one, too. Look at all that confetti. Yeah, it's going to take time to clean up. I thought the president's speech was humble, direct, inclusive, moving, appropriate, and amplified. War? What? What else? Throw in a word. What else was it, Francisco? What else was the speech? President. Moving. There you go. What about you, Karen? Inspiring. Inspiring. Johnny Ice, what do you got? Amazing. Amazing. Caller from 773. Give me a word to describe the president's speech. Don't be a downer. Can you hear me now? I don't hear anything. <laughs> I don't know what that means. America. America. Oh, yeah. Come on, now we're riffing. God shed his grace. Oh. oh, he's in the second verse. I don't know this one so good. It's okay. The second verse. Bet the guy goes home to sleep. Don't say anything else. Come on. With the president? Yeah. I hope he does, too. I bet, he's, I bet both those guys are asleep. Makes me think of a, after a prize fight. And they just collapse, giving each other a hug and congratulate him. Nobody else could have brought that out of him. Because they did bring a lot out of each other. I thought I thought Romney was pretty fired up at the end. I don't mean fired up normal. I mean, he was he was he had a shot. I, I think if the guy who was campaigning for the last two weeks would have been campaigning like that for the last three months, it might be a different story tonight. Hmm. Yes. I tweeted out a question that I want to know the answer to from anybody out there, and that is, did the president's speech make you feel included? Habernack says... Uh, Obama's speech, awe-inspiring, goosebump-producing. Ladies and gentlemen, are we back, Johnny? We never went anywhere. Oh my gosh! Whew. We're just gonna keep trucking. And I went nowhere yeah. fast. That's what. Uh, all right. Oh, so we. Ooh, we've got a six one two number calling in. I like the callers. Hello, caller six one two. Who are you? And where are you from? Hi. What? Who are you? And where are you from? Oh, this is uh, Sophia Vu from Minneapolis, Minnesota. How are you? Good, how are you? So the great state of Minnesota went for Barack Obama again? Yes, they did. What were you thinking? Um, How'd you feel? I, what? What were you thinking? How'd you feel? Um, I felt uh, really good about it. Uh, uh, the question you asked on Twitter was, that did uh, Obama mean me feel included? And I truly did feel that way. And I also want to say thank you for everything that you've done. Um, you've been one of my inspirations into the reason why I voted. And um, just uh, you're part of the history of uh, my life to uh, make this decision, too. So I just want to thank you for everything that you do. 
Wow. That's a pretty darn good compliment, <laughs> yeah. huh, little brother? Yeah, yeah it sure Thank is. you for saying sure that. Is. I really, really appreciate it. Well, uh, it's late there yeah. in uh, in Minnesota, so get some sleep, and uh, I hope you uh, call in yeah. uh, in future shows. Yeah, thank you so much, okay? Bye for now. Bye. Hello, 586. Who are you, and where are you from? Hi, it's Connie from Michigan. Connie from Michigan. How you doing? I'm good. Tell me what you thought. Well, uh, I went and voted for Obama today, and I'm very proud that I did that. Sweet. And what did you think of the speech? Oh, I just I'm watching it right now. I'm not even sleeping. I'm watching the speech. It just was awesome. Yeah. And and what I saw in the crowd is I saw all types of people coming together like they should come together. Yeah. And and I just thought it was awesome. Did you think that um, Governor Romney uh, helped make it easier for that speech to go down well for so many different kinds of people? Did you think his closing speech, his, his concession speech was good? Yeah, I, I thought so. I, I did. I mean, um, you know, like they say, there's a winner and there's a loser. And it all depends on, you know, how you're going to take it. And he took it. He took it pretty well, I thought. Yeah, haven't put so much uh, so much into it. Well, all right. So, are you? Uh, do you generally focus on politics, or are you? Uh, or is this a, a new thing for you? Well, I, you know, I try to keep up on it. I really do. Um, you know, it, it's something that I think as Americans we all have to try and and keep up on it and see how things are being run in this country. And it, everybody spoke tonight is, you know, voting for President Obama. They spoke what, you know, is on their mind finally. They want to move forward. They want to move, you know, past all the, the mud swinging. And they just want to just keep going and move forward. Well, thank you very much for your call. I appreciate it. And we look forward to having you uh, stay with us with the show in the coming weeks and and uh, and stay involved. Start start looking at uh, as legislation's coming up and, and realize it's just as important as we go forward as it is uh, today. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, I want to thank you as well for uh, having this show and, you know, putting your voice out there as well. Well, thank you so much. It really means a lot to me to get some... Good positive feedback from the uh, – well, it's the Midwest, but I have a constant discussion with people about Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan being Midwest. It seems like it should be like the – at least the North Midwest or something. What do you, what do you think? Right. Do you, do you have an opinion on that? We should vote on that. That should be a ballot measure. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I, I am a really big fan of yours. I always have been. I've been a fan of your parents for many years. Us too. And of course, I'm showing my age, but <laughs> – well, um, we're, well, we're all getting older at the same rate. That's what I noticed anyway. Wow. That's yeah, that's yeah, that's that's for sure. And I do follow you on Twitter as well. I'm I'm uh, the person who is rattle your cage. Oh, that's all right, right, all right. Now I'll keep my now now I'll know that uh, what kind of trouble's being caused. I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> Definitely, that's my middle name, troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> all right, troublemaker. We'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, Sean. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Wow. Wow, I'm just looking at the um the final election results here. Three hundred and three electoral votes. I predicted two ninety or better. I think Florida's yet to be called too. Uh no, but it's it's leaning Barack Obama. 
like it's, it's real it's a, slender. Though. Oh, it's look at that! Tight. It's just tight. Ninety nine percent reporting. Holy cow! Four million. Hold on, I got a two one nine call. Oh, nine one four. I'm gonna answer the nine. Oh, she jumped out of there. <laughs> hello, hello. This is Sean. You're hello, on. Sean. How are you? Who's this? This is Brad calling from uh, close to your neck of the woods uh, in mid uh, northwest Indiana. Oh yeah, how you doing, man? I know that my buddy Brendan. Not too bad. Uh, yeah, Brendan didn't make it, did he? No, no. Well, how was? Uh, did he give a concession speech? It was televised, and did uh, did Congresswoman Elect Wilorski give an acceptance speech? I I haven't seen any of it just because I've been following the national election so closely. So I actually haven't been able to see any of that yet. Yeah. Hey, Max, see if you can find Second District of Indiana uh, speeches by the by them. Yeah. He looked like he lost by two percent. Uh, speeches. He won speeches. Yeah. Speeches. Yeah, it was close. Well, uh, tell me. T uh, hold on one second. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Sean. You're on the air. Who's this? Um. Hi. This is uh, Shoshana. Shoshana, I want you to hold the line, okay? Okay. Don't go anywhere. Hello, this is Sean. Who's this? Hi, my name's Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Talk to me. I was wondering. I am in Massachusetts, and I voted today. And I was wondering what your thoughts are on the uh, euthanasia um, question. The euthanasia question. Is there a specific ballot measure in Massachusetts dealing with euthanasia? Yes, actually, and I just lost. Uh, uh, 51 said no, and 49 said yes. Huh. Wow. Um, well, I don't know the specific measure, but uh, I think end-of-life decisions are a lot more complex than the laws currently accommodate for. So um, I would think that, first of all, the word euthanasia needs to be changed for people who want to have that because it's an awful word. It's like, uh, they, they, you know, the Republicans have always been really good at naming stuff. <laughs> You know, instead of calling yeah. something an estate tax, they call it a death tax because people wouldn't want to be for a death tax, but it's just an estate tax. But anyhow, so I think a euthanasia thing is, a, is, is the wrong word for it. But listen, people at the end of their lives who are suffering and, and, and you know, are ready to go, oh, man, it's, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard. But I, I think we need to develop a vocabulary for it. And I, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, if you got out there and voted for it, I just know that just because you didn't get what you wanted tonight doesn't mean it's over. The, the, uh, the, quest to have the most right thing be what's in law is always a process so just so just keep you know don't take it as a defeat take yeah. it as a what's the next step okay and i absolutely agree with you and i think it's really important that they're starting to speak about these things in the first place so there you go it's a good step forward at least well thanks for calling from maine for pete's sake you got to get to sleep yes indeed but yeah i also want to tell you that i've been a fan of yours since I can remember. So thank you so much for taking this call. It's my privilege. Call again. Be a friend of the show. You are a friend of the show. Stay being a friend. Sounds good. Thank uh, you very much. Bye. Have a good night. You too. Hey, it's Sean. You're on the air. Hey, Sean. How are you? I'm good. Who's this? This is Brett calling from Wisconsin. Hey, Wisconsin. Well, I didn't know what was going to happen in your state today. I, I thought it might just uh, do the other thing. How you? Were you happy? <laughs> were you frustrated? What did you feel? Well, right now I'm a little disappointed. I was voting for Romney, and um, I don't know if, uh, if anybody from me, my tweets have been pretty frustrated, but... Who are you? What's tweet, your Twitter uh, handle? Uh, um, Wonder Woman 1270. <laughs> Wonder Woman 1270. Do you follow... Do you follow... Uh... That's a great handle. Well, do you follow me? Thanks. 
I do. I follow a lot of um, celebrities and um, and also some non-celebrities. I just I kind of like to get a feel for where everybody's at. But um, what about my a... final tweet was sort of, you know. Wonder Woman. Ooh. What's the number? Wonder Woman. What? Twelve seventy. Twelve seventy. All right. Do you follow any other superheroes? Uh, <laughs> I don't. Maybe I should. Mm. Uh, you're so funny, Stella. Oh, I'm reading through your tweet I, history right here. That's yeah, so funny. I, right, I've been a big fan of yours. And, and uh, you know, I'm all for the American way. Everybody for their own opinion. I think America is great that way. We're all entitled to our own opinion. I kind of went overboard <laughs> on my reaction to the... My first election, reaction to B.O.'s re-election. First I puked, then I cried for the death of this great nation. <laughs> We're effed. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a great thing yes, about Twitter. But, you can... But, you can but uh, now I... Now I'm breathing again. I'm, are, I'm back to. Um, all right. Know, so, what's your most re your most recent thought about the Bo re-election? You know what? I think um, I have to trust that Obama has our best interests at heart. I just have to because, you know, where are we going to be at if he doesn't? So, I feel like okay, even though my guy lost, um, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and. Just hope for the best, because I think that with uh, the American people behind him, we can't help but win. So, uh, well, I would say right I would say several things to you. Number one is I'm glad that you uh, that you your, your thought process is fluid, that you allow yourself to keep. It wasn't just a thought process at first. <laughs> um, no, but oh, I, thank you. I, I would say this. I'll like it's that as a compliment. A lot of the folks for, that have voted for Romney and were disappointed tonight that have called in, uh, you know, yeah. even though they're frustrated, sort of seem to acknowledge that, you know, that a majority of the people did, it seems, uh, vote for President mm -hmm. Obama. And in the place where majority rules, we, we re respect that. We respect their choice. Yeah. But just Thank because you. we respect. This is our process, you know. Yeah, but just because we respect it doesn't mean we have to go into agreement with everything. And you have plenty of opportunities going forward now with legislation that's coming up to to stay in, invested and, and and to stay involved yeah. and and like that. Did you? Let me ask you one last question. Then I got two other callers. I'm going to sure. jump on with number one. Yeah. Or the last question is this: Well, did you read? Did you watch Obama's speech? I did not. I was putting my daughter to bed, so I missed out. All right. But, um, well, I'll probably I'll probably watch it. I've got it taped. Watch. I would definitely. And did you watch Romney's concession? I did not. All right. One. I well, I would encourage you to watch both of them. Romney's is uh, is sort of breathtakingly brief, which was and yet very gracious and and thoughtful and and really okay. admirable speech. Uh, and then Obama's was a little long, but um, mm -hmm. very inspiring and hopefully inclusive. My question to you was going to be, and you can just tweet it when you when you get to it. Um, mm -hmm. Was that did his speech make you feel included? You know, for those because I went into okay. the speech saying to the listeners of the show, you know, fifty-two million mm -hmm. people or fifty-three million people listening to this speech right now are kind of bummed out. It's him, and I hope his speech yeah. speaks to those people. And I, I, I thought he started out kind of loosely speaking to it, but not really. And then I thought when he wound up, I thought he kind of, I thought he really hit a good a good note, a good stride. And and when he looks back on his presidency, it'll be a you know it'll be worthy of. Uh, some good sound clips. So look forward to hearing your thoughts on Twitter. I'm going to go jump on with these others. Make sure you call into the show in the future, and there you go. You bet. Thanks. Right. Great talking to you. Bye I will uh, take a listen and, and tweet back. Excellent. Bye for now. Thanks for your time. Hello. All right. Bye-bye. Hello, hello. Hold on. Here we go. Jeez, Donald Trump. I'm almost there. Hello, hello. Hi. Hey, hey you were so patient. Thank you. 
Oh, no problem. I've got my 219 caller up there, too. Uh, okay, so go ahead. Who's this and where are you calling from? Um, this is Shoshana, and I'm from West Hollywood. Hey, Shoshana, what's shaking? <laughs> Not so much. I just finished watching, you know, the uh, the president's speech, and I thought it was amazing. Um, I think he spoke to everyone, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or independent, and because he said we're not a red state, we're not a red nation, we're not a blue nation, or along those lines, because we are just the United States. We're all one. Yeah, yeah, and uh, even when he was just uh, Mac, what what did you think of it? My little, I'm gonna let my little brother ask my little brother to chime in here. What did you think of Obama's? Uh, Closing. I thought I thought it was right on the money. I thought it was uh, you know he's he's a fantastic orator. He's really really good at that function. And uh, there were you know it was obviously a well a well written speech. And you know um, I think he was I think he was <clears throat> respectful of the opportunity that he has been given by the American people. And uh, and and hopefully you know uh, he'll do what he says. You know there were a lot of promises that were made in the first. In, you know, the first go round that weren't kept, and uh, you know, I know he was up against quite a bit uh, in terms of uh, you know, Congress was was not necessarily with him, but I, I feel like he's, he he sort of uh, he held his ground as best he could, and I think that now that he uh, he doesn't have to run again, I'm hoping that he'll have more of an opportunity to deliver on the goods that were promised uh, the first time round. Um, and, and I imagine there's quite a few people that that you know feel the same way, but. <clears throat> uh, as far as the speech goes, I I, I thought he uh, he nailed it. You know, he sounds a little tired, but oh, he's he the way he was leaning on the podium on yeah. the lectern. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, I was. I kept thinking, boy, I hope they nailed that sucker down because he looked like he was like he was really physically holding him up. He looked yeah. so tired. Um, no, yeah, he looked really tired. Definitely tired. <laughs> Well, all right. What what about our local measures here? Why don't I uh, take this opportunity since I have a West Hollywood person on the phone to go to California, uh, which carried a uh, Barack Obama oh, just under three million votes, fifty six, more than fifty six and a half percent for Barack Obama. Um, ballot initiatives. First of all, Diane Feinstein won. Um, I wonder if Henry Waxman won again. Uh, Tom McClintock won, Doris Masso, Mike Thompson. Um, what district is that out there? Anyway, sorry to think. In, oh, Nancy Pelosi uh, won by 84%. Mackerel. Yeah. George Miller won, Barbara Lee won, Jackie Spieler won, Speller. Uh, Mike Honda won, Anna Eshoo won. A lot of Democrats. California elected a lot of Democrats. Uh, Zoe Lofgren won, Sam Farr. You've got some Republicans here, David Nunes, David Volado. I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. Um, Kevin McCarthy, scrolling down. Scrolling How'd you do, down. Shoshana? Did the people that you voted for uh, come through? Say that again. Did you uh, vote today? Did I vote for? Did you vote at all today? Oh, I did an absentee ballot actually, so and I had... don't have to wait in the long lines and everything. And how did how did you fare? How did you do? Did you did uh, you get what you wanted? Um, well, usually when I do absentee ballots, you know, I really look at it and if I don't understand it, I look it online and then I make my decision and everything. So, um, what's, they're still counting actually all the, most of the props, like Prop 30, Prop 32. Here's what I see at the moment. I see 36% reporting and it's 2.4, wow, Proposition 30, 
nine two million four hundred ninety eight thousand to two point four million two hundred two million four hundred sixty four thousands so it's fifty point four percent to forty nine point six percent and that's only thirty six percent reporting wow. yeah it's really neck and neck and you know my all my friends are all watching you know the polls and after that we're we're so exhausted we'll just we're just gonna wait until tomorrow because there's just so much California eleven twenty so. I wonder if they stop counting or if they go through the night I, don't know. I hope they don't stop counting because we all want to know the next phase. It's really important. Yeah, I'm sure people. When the, when the, are there still newspapers? Actual hard newspapers? Does anybody, yeah, are there? Yeah, that's what a lot of people sleep under. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. It's true. Um, so, Proposition Thirty, uh, California Proposition Thirty One, is uh, looks like is not going to pass. Um, yeah. Thirty Two which is the ban on corporate and union contributions to contributions to state and local candidates. Looks like it's not going to pass. Oh, and it looks like it, uh, yeah, it looks like it's not going to pass. Huh. But most of these are really neck and neck though. So, which is really interesting. I feel like it's really split. It, it was, it well, definitely all, it's funny that, uh, it's so funny. It's just, that's the, that's the headline at Drudge right now. What is a nation divided? Oh, wow. He's yeah. so, he's so positive. <laughs> He's so constructive, that guy. Uh, Proposition 33 sets auto insurance rates. No. See, well, but that's all 36% is reporting. Here's what they are calling for sure, the human trafficking penalty thing. Proposition 35 passes uh, 36. Hey, can, when you guys look up what the most popular, or like the most, um, uh, what are the the ones that are getting the most attention across the country. I know Colorado, obviously, with the marijuana thing. Is there? See what the mo- most intriguing ones are. Um, Thirty-six revised three strikes law. Yes, it looks like it's just walloping. Yes, yeah. To repeal the three strikes law. Wow, I wonder what that means. Hold on, we got yeah, four. What does that mean to the guys that are in jail? I don't jail. know. Probably nothing. You jumping? Oh, I'm going to jump. Thank you so much for calling. Oh, Shoshana. Oh, Shoshana, bye. 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 Hello, you are 408 and you're on the air. Hello? Hey. Hey, is this Sean? Yeah, it's Sean. Who's this? This is Lupe. Lupe, where have you been all night? <laughs> I have two kids. Sorry. Hey, Max. Hi, Lupe. ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien. You, sir? Más o menos. Lupe. Más o menos. Porque siete de cerca de... Su hermano. Um, I, I was in Dominican for three weeks and or however long, and I was speaking so much Spanish when I got back to Miami and then back to L.A. I literally had to stop. I, I, I kept answering people in Spanish. Wow, it's, 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 it's a, spoken pretty prevalently here. Uh, it is, but, you know. Where we learned it. Uh, that's true. But, Lupe, what would you think? I know that you're, you must be pleased. I know your affiliation, so you must be pleased with the way things shook out today. Holy cow, I was on pins and needles. I was actually worried there for a bit. And all of my colleagues at work kept on coming over to me to ask to ask my opinion or to ask if I had additional information. So, uh, and I had a two hour commute home, so it was so crazy. Um, but yes, absolutely. I'm absolutely pleased with the results. Um, I, heard, I heard both speeches. You know, what can you say? Obama's speech was presidential. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, don't go anywhere. Stay right there. Okay, Lupe? Sure. Hey, 432, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Tasha Long. Tasha, where are you calling from? Uh, Midland, Texas. Midland, Texas? Holy (laughs) mackerel. What's going on in Midland? That's Odessa. Midland, Odessa, right? Uh Uh-huh. 
All right, go ahead. Yeah. Tell me what you tell me what you're thinking. I've been there. I like it there. Um, I was just calling to congratulate you. Um, I'm not absolutely thrilled, but I I like parts from from both candidates. So I'm just trying to look at the county here in uh, in Texas. Where where are you? Where where is it in the state? Is it to the right of the pan? Like is it in the dead middle? Where's Midland? I just can't remember. It's West Texas, right below the Panhandle. All right, hold on. I'm almost there. <laughs> wow, you, got there you got there quick. I man. know I'm fast. Uh, Brewster, <laughs> Hector, Crane. Wait, but definitely yeah, under. Right Hector. I got El Paso. I got Hudspeth. I got Colbert. It's right beside Hector County. What do you think is going to be the like, reaction in your community tomorrow? You think you think most folks are going to be uh, a little upset? What do you what do you think? How do you when you're walking around? You where do you get breakfast? You go to a coffee shop? Nobody ever goes to coffee shops anymore. Um, we have coffee shops and little diners and yeah. Do you said it's right next to Hudspeth? No, it's right next to Exeter County. Ah. Uh. Lordy, I'm trying to find it. I just want to. I want to be able. Do you see Lubbock? No, not yet. You say it's down there, okay. huh? Terrell, above Terrell, or where? Oh. Okay. How about know. how about Pecos? It, it's no, not that far away. I think it's Pecos. It's like where Texas comes straight down from like Amarillo, comes straight down. Okay. I'm not going to find it. And it's around Andrews, Hector, Midland. Okay, I got it. Wait, hold on. Hector, Crane, Hector, Midland County. Midland County went, you voted, so you voted for Romney, and 80% of Midland went for Romney, 35,452 to 8,000 for Obama. So that's got to, you got to feel good that you carried your county. Yeah. So when yeah. when you see uh, when you see him at a, a function, you can be like, hey, man, it's not my fault. My county, we we swamped him in my county. He probably didn't I'm actually I'm actually 31 years old and this is my first time to vote. Wow, congratulations to you then. <laughs> I had talked to you before on your site. My husband's the one that's overseas that I bugged you like crazy. Oh for my a while. gosh, we had that little we started off rough but then it all went good. How did he he's got to be home, right? No, not till February. Well, I saw that you're still out there getting those uh, tweets for him, and it's a beautiful thing. God bless him, and I hope he—I uh, hope he get. I know he'll come home safe, but I, I, hopefully that time will come faster. So you get to get to see him. Thank you for calling in. Do you want to say anything else before we jump off? I want to go back to Lupe as my last call. I got three minutes left on the show. Just congratulations. Well, thank you very much to all of us, to all Americans, and I hope you vote uh, in every single ele- for dog catcher. Go out there and vote for dog catcher for Pete's sake. You helped inspire me, so thank you. Good, good, good. And, and uh, you know, the uh, the pendulum swings back and forth and back and forth. We all just got to keep doing what we think is right. That's right. All right, bless you. Bye for now. Okay, let me see here. And hold on. There you are, Lupe. I'm still here. All right, two minutes. You're the last caller of the show. What do you got? Excellent. So, um... What have I got? I guess just to be able to say, if the president said it correctly, is to be able to say that we've got to come together as a community and figure out how to work together. And I was so pleased that he's going to sit down with Romney and figure out how we can how we can make things work. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on. It was such a tough election um, and so many different opinions and so many critiques. And so I hope that 
we can continue the conversation. We can continue to look at both sides and find a common ground. I thought it was weird. Well, I thought it was weird that he was going to sit down with Romney because Romney is now a private citizen. So obviously, you know, he uh, I I didn't I didn't I mean, I got that it was great that you want to sit down with your your opponent. And because he has so much kind of new institutional knowledge or something, but I didn't I didn't quite get it's not like with Senator McCain when when uh, Obama's like, you know, he's an influential senator. He needs to be able to work directly with McCain going forward. So, well, Lupe, you um, throughout this entire process, you have been one of the loyals, one of the the, the um, handful of people who have uh, helped bolster Vox Populi, which is uh, just a my little concept that it'd be fun to talk politics with people without getting mad at each other and. And uh, you've, you're always giving great information and articles and thoughts and keeping other people, co- you know, engaged. Even when people get a little salty and aren't right, you stay with them and uh, try and bring them along in, uh, into a discourse that's uh, that's helpful, meaningful to everybody. And I really, really appreciate that you do that. And I appreciate all of you do that out there. And, and I, I hope you keep it up. We've got a lot of, you know, now the presidential election is over. Vox Papa is going to have to uh, double its... Uh, uh, redouble our efforts and come up with some good stuff. The fiscal cliff is probably going to be the next one. So get back to work on that for me. Enjoy tonight because I know you, uh, your, your candidate won, as did mine. So uh, Mac, Mackenzie Aston, Brother Mac, thank you very much for calling. Johnny Ice, Karen Jewell, Francisco Castro. Right here, everybody's work, working hard on the boards. Unbelievable amount of callers in today. Thank you so much, everybody, for jumping in. I hope you become uh, addicted to Vox Populi and... and um, Go on to our website, voxpopularradio.com, and become a friend of the show. Get a little wristband and help us uh, bring in some some more uh, technology. I love this country. I love it so much. It makes me swell with pride that I got to participate in a new role as a talk show host and facilitate some good dialogue. I'm really proud for President Obama to have won tonight. Uh, I believe in him as a leader. I believe in him as uh, a person of integrity. Don't agree with him with all the decisions he makes, but I'm happy as a partisan that he won. Um, I'm also happy uh, that the country seems to be able to absorb this decision with, uh, with a little bit of poise. So let's all enjoy the night, lick our wounds if we lost, celebrate if we won, and uh, tomorrow wake up and dig in and start to figure out how to really truly work together for the best sisters of our friends and neighbors. God bless America. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that life to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.